live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Spare Notes series. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I'm joined by my very good friend, Mr. William Cooper of Cigar-Coop.com. And I am live in the Drew Estate Cigar Studios once again on Saturday night. And uh, my friend William Cooper is down there in Indian Trail, North Carolina. He's not smoking tonight, and I'm sure he'll tell you a little bit about that, but he is here. William, are you ready? We have a very juicy episode tonight. Yeah, we were jam-packed, that's for sure. There's a lot lot going on, for sure. There's a long uh, you list. Know this industry's, well, this industry's, there, there's it's drama queens in this industry, and uh, so this industry loves drama, feeds on drama, and uh, we got drama tonight. Um, yes, we sure. do. Yes, we do. Uh, but, uh, it's you know, it's a little. I it's kind of funny. This is the first night probably in the Perdomo Cigar Studios in months. I haven't had the air conditioner on, so I have the doors open here tonight and uh, getting the nice fresh air coming in. So, yeah, it sure is nice. I um, it's starting to get a little crispy up here in New England, and I do have the door open tonight. Um, but very soon that's going to change. But I cleaned out the studio today. I got the rabbit air units both set up and ready to go. Uh, the heaters are already there and ready to go, and so we're we're ready. So we'll, we have no complaints. We'll be fine. Yep. Um, yep. We we can we know the drill now. So it's just part of life, you know. Unless you live in like south southern Florida, I mean, you know, <laughs> you have to deal with the colder times. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, but it is. I tell you what, we had we had the remnants of a storm come through here yesterday. Usually, when those Florida and Gulf storms come up. We don't get hurricanes or anything, but we get we get a lot of rain. We didn't get like Charlotte really got spared from rain and wind, but uh, the difference was it was cold. Like normally it's like muggy when these things come up. It was like in the fifties yesterday here, which is like winter weather for us. At nighttime or during the day? During the day. During the like day. a high like, but but didn't get super cold at night. But yeah, it was in the high fifties. Yeah, which is that's a that's a that could be a December January day for us. So. Yeah, we we're around there. You know, we're much further north than you are too, so it's a little bit more normal for us. But yeah, in the nighttime yep. it gets mm-hmm. it's in the forties, so yep. it's yep. it's it's getting there. It's you know it's yep. October now. It's October first. Yep. So, um, it's uh it's time. As depressing as it is, you know, it goes from being like extremely hot and humid, it's just miserably cold and wet. Ugh. Yep. Sucks. Mitchell says nice. Sh- Great smoke shirt, Coop. That is that's from this year. That's the I have that shirt. The, the great smoke shirt. Yeah. I love how. Can I just point out? And I know everyone watching will appreciate this. I just love how your first reaction when you would show the shirt is you you put the hands to the nipples. You did the titty grab. You were like, oh yeah, right here. I'm proud of my. I'm proud of my, I'm proud of my girls. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> that's that's definitely enough to get everyone going tonight. Yeah. Um, so Coop's proud of the girls. Well, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> holy shit! Um, you're not smoking tonight, which is fine because I have plenty of cigars to light up for myself. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna smoke along with everyone. Joe Grow is here. Yeah. Uh, Alan Rubin, uh, Jared from Kristoff is here. Jeff Walsh, Mitchell, our very good friend Jay Davis is watching with us. Uh, I'm sure Dan Thompson will be here. He never usually misses a show uh, if he's not here already. 
Rakish is here from YouTube. Uh, just thank you, everyone, for being here with us tonight watching live. And if you're listening to us later, thank you for listening. And if you don't, find us, like, subscribe, get on that everywhere you get your podcasts and our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I mean, the list is long. I'm trying to ease myself into it. There's, there's a lot going on. First of all, since Joe's here, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do this. We ha- we have a cutter and lighter sponsor on the show, but out of our out of our deep love for Joseph Grow, this is my Zycar XO cutter. It's right here. It's beat up, but you know what? It's with me all the time. It never lets me down. There it is, Joe. There's my Zycar validation. Uh, now that I say validation. Um, my next cigar is the Agonor Leaf Supreme Leaf, so I got my validation ready. I, I have validation ready for everyone tonight. So this mm-hmm. is gonna be. Yep. Um, uh, Mitchell wants to do a, a Win Joe's cutter, and we can talk about that That's later. But we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> we they, we did that already on Coop. They yeah. got they got it was done. You, you didn't win, Mitch. Sorry. Yeah, but you know what? If, if anyone knows anything, I I I, st- I can steal from the Coop Joe, show. But Joe doesn't have a cu- <laughs> but Joe doesn't have a cutter now. Is what I'm saying. I so know. How can we? <laughs> well, we have another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I started off my night smoking. A um, this is an older cigar. This is the All Saints. Uh, is it is it the Solomani? How do you say that? Solamente. Yep. Solamente. The Solamente. I was just and I was just with Mickey today. I know you were. I grabbed this we because had, of that. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, I couldn't smoke with him obviously, but um, we we had, we had lunch together. Uh, he, he was coming through town, so uh, always good catching up with Mickey. Um, and uh, we had bison burgers. Which was a little tough to have. It was my first burger since having the oral surgery. Uh, but you know, uh, I got through, yeah. I used the knife instead of you know to cut it. But it was it was you know it was yeah, good. It happens. Yep. Jay Davis. The screen is much darker than usual. Jay, I'm going to tell you something. We both set up the show the same way we do every week. My suggestion to you is turn up the brightness on your phone, tablet, or whatever other electronic device you're using. If you're on a TV. Your brightness is already up. Well, then maybe it's time to look for a new TV. So. Well, I don't know. It, see, it's now it's interesting. It's dark on the eCam here, but when I'm looking at the other screen here, it's, it looks okay hmm. on Facebook. So I, I don't know. Yeah, unless I don't know how it's coming on all the platforms. So, but I'm just saying, it, on on this screen that I'm looking at here, the eCam it is darker. Yeah. So I I don't know what's going on with that, but on Facebook, what I'm looking at, it's fine. Well, Jay, I will I will keep an eye on stuff. Uh, all jokes aside, um, I'm not sure why it would be that way. Uh, if I find a way to fix that on my end, I will. But I'm not sure yep. why that is. That's strange. Yep. Um, yep. But okay. But thank you for letting me know. Um, as always, thank you to everyone for being here and commenting along. The comments are just flying in now, especially after Coop made that girl's comment. Um, that's sure to get everyone going. So, uh, but nevertheless, um, our cutters and lighters this evening. As always, are brought to you by Cigar Blondie yep. Accessories. Coop's got the black set. I got the chrome set. Nicole's got the white set. Featuring that signature blade flat flame. That's sexy. It's sleek. It's sure to it draw is. some interest. As well as the yep. Cigar Blondie cutter, which, Coop, I don't have to tell you. I mean, this thing is badass. It's heavy, yep. sharp. Yep, so, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, yep, can't smoke tonight, but, uh, you know, it is the official cutter of the Spare Notes series. So. It is. It's the uh, official cutter of, of both of our shows. Well, my shows. Yep, yep. Um the uh, Smoking yep. Tobacco Show and the Spare Notes Show. So yep, yep. those uh, you can check those out at cigarblondie.com. Um, yeah. f- go ahead, go ahead. Are Someone said, I'm, I'm more, "Yeah, I do have a sash and and facial hair, and it probably won't be here next week, guys." So uh, it was a little hard to shave uh, with the oral surgery. So, uh, but it probably is time it's going to come off. So 
this is a rare treat. <laughs> yeah, what did I say? Uh, I saw that. Who's looking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, uh, you know, in my uh, yeah. So it will. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I am doing better. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, and when you have oral surgery, just you know, the idea is they actually want the. I had an extraction done. They actually want it to clot. But the worst thing that could happen is you knock that clot out. Yeah. So I had to be real, and where it was, I had to be real careful. So, um, that was why the extra caution. So, but I'm feeling, like I said, I'm feeling pretty good right now. No more pain. Um, just playing it safe, and then I should be smoking by early next week. Kevin, thank you for being here, watching with us tonight, as always. Yeah. Um, Joe Grow, <laughs> Coop's beard is the juicy details. If if that's a, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. There's pictures of me. There's pictures of me you can find with a, with a much even a, a bigger beard. Yeah. So, uh, but Jay, not, not Jay, really, uh, Jay Davis cut his off. I'm like, what happened? I saw yeah. photos of him but, the other day. He looked like a different guy. But I'm I haven't. Like, what's going on? I haven't sport. I haven't sported a beard in about 15 years, so it's a lot whiter than it's ever been in. So that's you know showing my age. Well, you know, you're getting so, up there. Sorry. Right. Yeah, I'm getting up there. You. Yeah. Got to take care of you. Catching you up. Know? Someone's gonna yeah, look I'm out for you. Up, you know. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm catching up to people, so <laughs> like Jose, I'm catching up to Jose every day. So. Oh man, he's not here to defend himself. Let's leave him alone. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. but um, you know, first of all, so Joe brought it up. So first, well, first of all, we're gonna get into the juicy details. But since Joe is here, I want to make sure I bring this up while I know he's here. Um, right. One of the big news stories to come out in the last couple of weeks was let's give him a round of applause, Joe Grow. We're wishing him the best on a new adventure. He is now with Quali Importers. That's right. Joe Grow uh, has left Drew Estate and is now with Quality Importers. And right out of the gate, he has started. Um, he's gotten right to work. I see he's got a Zycar group on Facebook. Really roping in the Zycar thing. Um, you know, good for him, really. I, I love Joe. He's one of my favorite people in this industry. Uh, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. I'm so happy for him. I'm going to miss him on the Drew Estate side. Um, I still love the Drew Estate people regardless. You got Jack over there and everyone else that I talked to. But, uh, you know, we love Joe. So I wanted to make sure we brought that up. That is a big story, uh, at least if you're in the industry, I, I guess, more so. But uh, that's 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 a big one. So congratulations to Joe. Yeah, um, you know, okay, so I'll be my upon us to say the thing, you know, moving around the it, to quote John Carney, moving around the industry is a part of the business, right? It's it's business. People do move from from roles to another for their own professional development, and uh, you know, so yeah, we miss Joe Drew State, but there is a great team there. But I think Joe's move is is really significant, um, because and we had Joe and Michael Giannini on uh, primetime last week. And, you know, we talked a lot about how they're getting into this consumer engagement piece, which I think has been a sleeping giant for the accessories industry forever, that mm. there just hasn't been a consumer engagement. The, the accessory companies, they just haven't been doing a consumer engagement. And and just yesterday, and I normally wouldn't even comment about someone starting a Facebook group, to be honest with you, but I thought it was significant. Joe, Joe started that Facebook group, the Zycar Nation, and the activity he got and the amount of people he got that quickly is showing me right away that this uh, there's opportunity that quality importers is seizing upon right now and listening to joe and michael on our show there's a lot to be excited about if you're if you're a uh a, a zycar fan or some of these other brands or even if you're an accessories fan um i, I think this is this is a great move for the industry so while yeah it's the business as usual piece there's something there's something going on here so i'm, I'm excited about the future here and uh you know i think like i said there's two great people uh and I bet he had a good relationship with quality importers over the years. 
Uh, but this these roles that have been created, it, it's clear that they're going after a, kind of an untapped area, and I think it's I think it's already off to a great start. I, I agree. I think that if there's somebody in the industry um, to take on a role with accessories, which I mean, I'll be honest with you, accessories. The honest truth is, I think a lot of people might feel or the consumers right consumers it's like well it's a cutter and a lighter and they don't really look at it the same way they look at the cigars they look at it like the cigars are really the star of the show and to some extent there's a little bit of truth to that i mean the cigars are like the main part of the thing but you know that doesn't mean that the accessories regardless of you know whether you you know you use zycar or cigar blondie or you know you you use a dupont um you know it's it's still part of the dance, you know. I mean, you, you need that. So, uh, yeah. and there's some great, great products out there, especially you know yeah. the ones I've mentioned. And so, I, if there's someone out there to take some accessories, especially a big company like that, and be like, "Hey, listen, like we're gonna get the consumer engagement going. We're gonna get on social media more." Joe is just he I, I, like anyone who knows Joe and, yeah. and saw what he did at Drew Estate. I mean, you already know what he's going to do with them, and it's going to be good. It's it's exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I go two examples. I'll give you is like, you know, last week when Joe was on the show, and really, we to win a prize, you had to put what what is your go to Zycar cutter? Uh, Zycar, not, not, you go go to Quality Imported product, right? Right. And people were starting to share that stuff, right? Then I see the group get formed, and like I said, I wouldn't normally make a big deal about a Facebook group getting performed. Uh, form, but what I saw here is I saw people excited to share their Zycar products. I mean, it was people putting out their collections, they're taking pictures of it. Hey, they're even putting the butane that by the that's the best butane in the world, that premium butane. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm telling you that's that should be the only butane anyone uses. Um, so I mean, it was exciting to see that, and I think it already is, is kind of you know proving the point that there was an untapped market. And guess what? I think there's a lot that. That they could still do. They're just they're just beginning this thing. So. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna be cool. It'll be interesting. You know, I I made the joke to Joe. I was like, hey, um, I, maybe he said it to me. I, one of us said it, and it was like, hey, like now we'll get to hang out at PCA now, um, because now he gets to come to the media compound. He comes yeah. to the media compound. Yeah. 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 So PCA 2023, it's gonna be a good time. Joe, Joe, be at the trade show again. It'll be fun. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I'll, I'll, um, I'll just say that Quality Importers <laughs> Media House would look pretty nice, Joe. So, <laughs> so yeah, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff yeah. to come out of that. Yeah. And, you know, and earlier, yeah. so earlier in the year, I think it was Michael Giannini came back. Wasn't he with Quality before? I can't remember. No, he wasn't. He, he wasn't. wasn't. But he he came to them this year too, right? That was this year. Yeah, yeah, he came to them this year. Um, and he was kind of. You know, he was kind of visiting, and, and then, he, you know, he kind of started exploring it. And it, it. One thing led to another, and he was back. Not back, but he was back in the industry, you know. So he had been out for a couple of years. And, uh, you know, Michael, I always talk about that first trade show I went to. And it was Michael and uh, Matt Boost that were the two guys that kind of really reached out to me. And, you know, Michael ran into me in the airport as I was coming back, and we had a great conversation in New Orleans. And uh, so Michael's always been someone I consider who supported me. Um, and then when, you know, he left general, he went to Ventura and, and um, you know, it was said that, you know, things didn't work out at Ventura, you know, they kind of got out of that segment. Um, but, but Michael's a creative, I mean, this guy's a creative mad scientist and I'm just dying to see what he's got in store. I mean, he's got to be brewing with ideas right now. 
because he is he's just a creative mad scientist there's no way around it oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's gonna be yeah. fun to see what goes on so yep, i mean it really is so that that's that right there that's just that's two big hires um for quality importers two this great year. Hi- two great hires yeah great hires you know, big would... hires that's really gonna that's gonna that's gonna make a lot of moves going forward yeah yeah with, and, with and those two. they have yeah and they have great we were dealing with a lot of the product people great product people they have there uh, so, you know, Jimmy and, and, uh, Danilo, these guys, they're great product people. So, um, and they were kind of filling some of these marketing roles until Michael and Joe got there and they were doing a great job for us. So, um, I, like I said, I, I think this is a, I think if, if you're a cigar fan, this is great news. If you're a cigar meteor, I think this is great news as well. Yeah, we look forward to seeing how it continues to develop. And yeah, yeah. um, I'm, I, right off the bat, like I said, you know, Joe's already, He's got his hand right in this, so it'll be exciting to see what else he's got yeah, planned. Yeah. Um, but as yeah. much as we love Joe, as much as we yeah. can talk about Joe and Michael Giannini and Quality Importers all night, a, people came right. for the juice. Okay, and as juicy yeah. as that is, we got juicier stuff. Well, what what else could be juicier than than these two guys? <laughs> I mean. <sighs> Listen, I love both people on both sides of this. Okay, and most people know about this. This is what you came for. This is what you've been waiting for. I know Mitchell's been asking about it. Uh, I think Jeff Walsh said something about it. I can't remember. Um, but this is what people came to see. They want to hear about one of the ugliest divorces in the industry that's been going on, and that is the ugly divorce between Crown Heads and formerly Ace Prime Luciano Cigars. There's a lot of stuff here. Um, both sides have said some things. Both sides have done legal action, apparently. Um, there's a lot going on here. Um, Coop, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I'll, I'll start with the Carney comment. This is um, part of business. Is you know these, these agreements, these partnerships don't work out, right? Right. So, I mean, people switch distribution all the time. Um. And it happens, and people, and it, and sometimes it doesn't. It happens very friendly, and sometimes it happens acrimoniously. But what happened here is this went public, and it's unfortunate that that happened. Yep. Um, yeah. So I mean, and there's, I don't know what more. You know, it's unfortunate. It really because I like, I like all the people involved here, and if I could have sat them down at a table and tried to work it out, I would, right? But apparently, it, it unfortunately got public. I think there's reasons why it got public, and it should have never got public. So uh, it's unfortunate. Now, well, we're going to pause from this discussion. We're staying on topic. We're going to pause from what we're talking about. Alan Rubin says, question for Coop. Is this divorce messier than Oliva and Sam? Is it Lechia? 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 Actually, I don't think that? it is. Yeah, I don't think it is. Sam Lechia. Lechia. Okay. I, I'm not good I, I at pronunciation. Is, I'm just that, not he had it. an injunction filed for him to prevent him from going and exhibiting at the trade show and he was prevented from working in the industry for two years that was a very messy one mm. uh you know so that i don't think it is yet is what i'm saying i think it's, there's a lot of here's the thing when that happened 10 years ago you didn't have like cigar media and social media like you do now um but i don't i don't know if it's going to get to that point i think i think eventually people are just going to go their own separate ways i don't think I'm hoping this doesn't end up a corpse, but I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, so. 
Yeah, it, it, it is early. I mean, and like you said, these things happen, and a lot of times, even even in a bad way, but they don't always make it out. This one, unfortunately, everything came out, and there was, you know, there's been announcements and statements made on both sides. There's been comments made on both sides. Both sides have already been on some shows already and have both made comments about it, and, you know, and, and both claim, you know, hey, it was us who ended it, and they were the wrong, and vice versa, and... It's 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 hard to know, um, you know what's what sometimes when you're on the outside and you, you're also just like, well, I mean, it's not really my battle, so I don't, I'm not trying to like get a dog in the fight, but at the same time, it's in the media position, it's like, well, you kind of need to hear what both have to say, uh, because it's going to get reported on and people are going to ask questions, and once it's out there, then people are going to be looking for more information, and, and it's just human nature, curiosity. So yeah, we've we've me and you and. All of our peers in the media have both heard from both sides and heard a lot of things, and uh, it's it's all over there. So of course, and yeah. we, we had to bring this up tonight, and it's it is it's unfortunate. It's it's sad. It's going to play out like this. Um, one of the things that happened was so after this breakup, then uh, Luciano announces that they're going from Ace Prime to Luciano Cigars, and um, changes the name. Now, coincidence, or do you think this was part of the plan? Did, like, do you think that had anything to do with it? Why why the name change right away? Um, I think that Ace Prime. I, I I'll t I'll give you a couple of things. I think Ace Prime's branding wasn't great. I don't think it was a great company name, right? I'll, so I'll be honest with you. And you know, at first I was like, well, Luciano's a little self-serving, but then Abe reminded me of people like Rocky Patel named the company after themselves, right? So why shouldn't Luciano name it after, right? But there's there's something that's been missing from all the discussions from both sides right now. And that is the relationship with Aradio Pachardo. And where is Aradio Pachardo in this whole house of cards, right? So Aradio Pachardo is the namesake of Tobacco Pachardo. Um, and if you've gone to the Ace Prime site, he was listed as a partner in Ace Prime and a partner in Tobacco Pachardo. In the new branding... There's no Radio Pachardo to be found. There was nothing in that announcement there. And then we had Tim Osgunner on the show, and he, he emphasized the point. He said, we did business with Pachardo, not Ace Prime. Mm. So that was, that's not my words. That's their words they were saying. So something was missing from this, right? Um, the other thing I'll say, Luciano reached out to the media about a week before all this came down. And he, and he said he had a big announcement. He teased a big announcement. Matt, what do I tell you about teasers? They you don't, don't like teasers. Work, but they don't work. They never work, right? Yeah. I mean, if you, you don't remember the cigar con thing, if, if Scott Pierce didn't tease something about an announcement, they would have had the, the debacle of cigar con, right? Right. Because it got all messed up. I, I remember that. I would not have teased. Luciano teased that. And I think it put, put, the, put a lot of hounds out there. And I think things happen with crown heads, and I think that's where the, that things start happening. I think they should have just waited and made an announcement. Now, that's just my opinion, okay? And then I'm going to be very transparent here. I was very upset to, re to find out about that announcement from my competitor. Like, that wasn't the way to do that, Luciano. You, you send an email to all the media. Everyone should have got that at the same time. And instead, I, I read about the announcement from my competitor. Again, it's not – it could have been handled better. And, I'm, you know, so – that, those are my two cents on it. But I, so I think, you know, back to the question on Luciano, I, I just question where the Aradio Pachardo thing is. I don't know the answer to that right now. So 
interesting comments on the so first of all we had Jay said the Lucia situation was so bad he had to remove a new product off the market almost two years after he, he did left. debut the debut um, yep Mitchell said to me the really interesting thing is John Huber has has stated quote he never worked with the other guy he only ever made cigars with Pachardo and it was his name on the factory and we will continue to make cigars with Pachardo end quote that's not word for word what he talked. Uh, no, that's not word for word, but he talked on another show about it. And then Jay Davis. Yeah, Reinhard. And then Jay Davis said, Theory, Pichardo may own the Ace Prime name. Uh, yeah, again, these are, they're good. They're, first of all, yeah, John said something along those lines on the on, on the Reinhardt's Light Em Up Lounge. Tim Osgood has said a similar thing on Thursday night. Um, I don't know who owns the Ace Prime name, but I mean. Again, if you're going to make an announcement that you're rebranding, you, you have the biggest question mark out there. All right? it, 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 you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out where Pachardo is in this whole thing, right? No. Obviously, he's off on this. Something's happened. I would have waited till you have that all settled and then just, you know, and then make that announcement. So I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It, it, was, it was ambiguous. I mean, because, like I said, the guy was listed as a partner in the company and the factory. So I, I don't understand that. Like, your partner's gone now, but you know. So what's happened? Yeah. You know what do you what, what does that mean for you now going forward with the Luciano fact? I don't know the answers to these things, um, but you certainly you know I think it. I don't know. I wouldn't have rushed this announcement in my opinion. I think they rushed it. The other thing is, so then this week we get an announcement that Luciano Cigars appoints Ed Trevino as a new sales director. Mm -hmm. So they're already off and running on their own. And making changes, name change first, a new sales director. Um, actually, another thing I, w I think is worth mentioning is that Luciano will actually be on the Smoking Tobacco Show next Thursday, yeah, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern. You know where to find us. Uh, so yeah. he'll be on, and and, and and we'll talk to him and ask him some questions. Yeah. And um, there's there's some things that we'll talk about tonight and questions that we have tonight that maybe yeah. we'll get answered on Thursday night when he comes on the show. I'm not sure, um, yeah. but that's definitely one to also look out for. So my other question is, what happens in 30 days when Luciano's deal with Crown Heads runs out? Where's fulfillment happening? That's my biggest question right now. You have 30 days to get new fulfillment going. So uh, I'm, my guess is he's got something in the works, but, I mean, that's that's something that's a big question mark in 30 days I have. So we hear name change. We hear separation, name change, yep. new sales director. We still don't know who's who's picking it up. You know he's probably not distributing that himself. I think he it was a plan. I think they are going to self-distribute. I mean, he hired he hired a national sales manager, so I think the intent is he's going to do that. Um, look, I'll I'll say this, and it may seem like I'm Luciano's an incredibly smart guy. Oh yeah, and I know that. Very, I mean, look, he loves tobacco. This guy, um, he'll figure it out. I think he'll figure it out. It's just the questions that are out there. Um, what exactly yeah, is the answer? To, yeah, um, I, I mean, obviously, I think getting a sales director in place. Was a was a was a very important first step, so I think that's and he so he's going to have some help in in figuring some of this out. Ah, uh, Mickey Pegg's here with us too. Just got home, Mickey. Solamente, just for you, buddy. Yep. Just for yep. you. Yeah, we had lunch today, but we had bison burgers today. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I was surprised yeah. you did that with your oral situation. That's well, I, it wasn't <laughs> the smartest move, but uh, I, it, you know it. It was the first time I've had like uh, a burger in two weeks. So, uh, but I used the knife in the second half of that thing. It made it a little easier. So, all right, the hoodie's coming on. Oh, sorry. 
stuck on the chair. Um, you know, Alan, Alan Rubin says this is the gift that keeps on giving for the media. This is not something I want to be covering. Yeah, that's, that's I'm going to be true. very honest with you. It's it's re- really I'm not interested in in covering this, and then and you don't know the shit I've been dealing with from from uh, in the background on this. Is what I'm just gonna tell you, and it's it's part of me is just like it, it makes for yes it makes for drama and discussion. But trust me, it, it, this is not something I want to cover. There's other things I'm more interested in covering than this. Oh yeah, no, I, I know, and I know exactly what he's referencing. Uh, and I know what he means. But he's right. It. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He's right. Yeah. You're right. He's not wrong. It's just, I mean, we're going to cover it, obviously, because it's there. Um, but it, it's it's unfortunate we have to, right? You know, yeah. it's, yes, you're right. There's a lot of stuff coming out. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. But, you know, it's, you know, and like I said, we're not involved in this, and, and we know people on both sides, and we love people well, on both sides. And so we, for us, we do. it's, it's kind of – it sucks. But yeah. Yeah. at the same we, time, yeah, it had, is out there. Yeah, we don't uh, – I'm not taking any sides here. Uh, we've had good relationships uh, for a while with, with all the parties involved. Um, you know, Luciano was out at the media house. We shot a, uh, did a very generous session with us uh, on blending. Uh, you know, we just had Tim Osgener on, on, on our show. Miguel's always been accessible. For here, so um, you know, and if you folks saw the Tim Osgood show on Thursday night, I mean, I only asked really two questions over like a five minute period on this, and it was really because I think people are wondering, Tim Cigar's being made at Pachardo, you know, people are wondering, right? So I had to ask the question, right? But we didn't get into any of the other the other stuff. Uh, I, I, you know, and Tim's a partner in Crown Heads, keep in mind, so mm-hmm. we didn't get into that. It's uh, you know. We could speculate here, but you know, there's qu- there's questions I have, obviously, on what's going on here. Yeah, I think we all do, and and I think that's that's natural and it's normal. Um, yeah, and it's expected, right? So you know, it's again, it's one of those things. I think in time, as you know, more things come out, we'll we'll get some yeah. answers to those questions. But yeah, it it just seems like you know, wow, what a yeah. mess. It's it is a, it is unfortunate and it's sad. Both make yeah, great, it, it, and, and you know what? At the end of the day, both make great fucking cigars, great cigars. They, they do. both do. They do. They yep. do. They do. Um, and um, it you know this is the one case that you know how we always joke about how no one gets fired in the cigar industry and everyone always ends on good terms because you see these things. There's all these things that happen and every oh we wish you the best and. We're friends, we're bros, and you know we we know that's not the case all the time. This is the one time they should have did this <laughs> because it probably would have just saved them a lot of trouble. So if they just come up with a divorce statement, yeah. In the in the comments, so Mitchell said it's really unfortunate for the industry, like the Ventura fire. I think both companies will rise from the ashes of this drama and stronger companies. And then Alan Rubin said it's rare that both sides come out stronger. Do you think that's true? Well. I could give you a case where it did happen. Um, you know, Pepin and Eduardo Fernandez had the had the split, uh, you know, over a decade ago. Um, and I think both have come out stronger from that. So I think both, you can honestly say both are stronger companies. But, you know, um, I don't consider Lucia and Oliva. Lucia was an employee. It was a different story. So I don't really consider that like a split. Right. Um Kind of a different well, situation. Know, yeah, 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 kind of a different situation. Um, in that case, but I'm trying to think. Out, 
Alan's not. I can see what Alan's saying that too. And you know, because and here's why. In this case, it, it, this the reason why. Again, I people just thought this was a beautiful strategic alliance, almost like a perfect alliance. Like, hey, mm. you know, Crown Heads is leveraging the production facilities uh, of Pichardo, and you know, Ace Prime is leveraging Crown Heads as sales force. It seemed like you know they were doing two years ago during the pandemic. They were doing that bulb show, and everyone was on there, and they're, they're doing mm-hmm. education and stuff. So you know, and last year at the trade show, everyone seemed happy. This year, I got a different vibe at the trade show. I'll be honest; I got a very different vibe at that trade show booth this year, though. I sent something at the booth. I was telling you that earlier. Yeah, oh yeah. The yeah, vibe we was, talked about the, it. The, the, yeah, the vibe was definitely different. Something, something, and you know, apparently this has been something that's been brewing for a while. It's not something that just happened. So. And I can't remember, and I know you weren't there, but I'm trying to remember a TPE. I know Luciano was at TPE, but I can't remember if Crown Heads was there. I'm pretty sure they were. Miguel was there. Oh, okay. They, I think they were in the kiosks. Yeah. Yeah. Because they... Excuse me. I feel like I remember... I remember the, Luciano being there, but I, I couldn't remember it, Crown Heads being there, but maybe I just missed it, as crazy as some of these shows can be. Um, so I was I was trying to remember, like, oh, wow, like, maybe he... But I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. I, you're right. I think they yeah. were there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mitchell said, Alan Rubin, who do you think might be the worst end here? It's an interesting question. Eh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate it happened. Yeah. It is, uh, and I, you know, there's things that look we don't know behind closed doors that's going on. So, you know, I always like to say some these things are usually like it's not one person or the other person, somewhere in the middle. Um, so I don't want to judge anyone on that. Jay Davis just sent us a Harry Potter novel. Um, Jay Davis says this is bad for the industry. Crown Heads will lose momentum because they will lose some of the best brands they distribute, and it will take time to recover. They lose some sizzle. Luciano will lose momentum because it will take time to build distribution. Ultimately, shelf space will be lost during this process, and retailers and consumers will lose. And I believe certain brands will be wiped out. That's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road statement. in the next few months for them. It's gonna be a tough road for them in the next few months. Yeah, you know, you, you, and there's no doubt. Um, I like I said I like I like both all the parties. I think they're they're all really smart people, and they can figure a way to kind of move forward. I think that's all. hopefully that's what happens here. Me too. I, I really do. I just I I really wish yeah. both sides yeah. the best. I, yeah. I, I I know for them it sucks. They're gonna deal with yeah. it, and I and I get it. Yeah. You know, we've we've all been in situations, whether personal or business or whatever, where, you know, it it it, yeah. it doesn't work out, and and of course it it sucks. Yeah. Everybody, no one yeah. likes it. I get it. I they, totally they, sympathize yeah. on both sides. I, I it sucks. Yeah, and they both and they both been incre- like, they both been incredibly kind to me. Both sides. Um, I, I would say the same. Basis. I would say the on same. On a personal basis. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. on business and a personal basis. So yep, I agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, Luciano was wonderful for us at the media house. John took time to talk to me about my dad at the trade show. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's things I don't forget, you know, so I, I don't want to, like, point fingers here. So much of these things happen. Divorces aren't, aren't pretty. It's like you feel like you're the kid's caught in the middle. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know, John John's yeah. great with us at the show. Luciano's been good with us yeah. at the shows. Miguel has been yeah. great to us. yeah. You know, it's Miguel. Ne- always, anytime I call Miguel, what I need, I get from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're just both sides. They're great people, and I, I appreciate them both. Yeah. Um, yeah. It. Yeah. I feel sucks. bad asking questions, but I have the questions. You know, and I have questions. What Crown Heads is going to be doing going forward with these brands? 
So, so yeah, I mean, I, but I have these questions. Sometimes my media hat, it's, you know, these questions aren't the ones you want to hear, but I have to ask them sometimes. So there's an interesting comment here from uh, the comment section from JJ. I'll take a pause on both as a customer. That's your right. That's certainly your right. It is. That's interesting. Certainly, that, yeah. That's an yeah, interesting comment. Certainly, to make. right. Certainly, and, and and you know what? But but it could be. You know, think about that. You know, until this gets sold out, you want to ensure you know you want to ensure the product's going to be there the way you enjoy it. Yeah. Jay Davis said, for example, I just tried to order more Maria Lucia. Crown heads couldn't help me. I had to go direct to Luciano, who may not even have a factory. I will get my product, but it will be delayed. And Mickey Pegg chimed in here, which this is so true. Mickey Pegg says, no one wins in a divorce. The kids lose the most. We lose. We Yeah, yeah. we're the losers here. I, I mean, true. to be honest with you, because I'm, I'm such a fan of what all these do, right, uh, that, uh, I mean, man, I had a conversation. You know, and I, Tim, I was going to wonder. This guy, I felt like I made a new friend the other night in Tim. He's just such an easy guy to talk to. And I was nervous doing that interview because Tim's a legend in this industry. So, um, and I didn't know how he would, you know, but boy, I just, man, the guy's a great guy. The guy's a great guy. So, you know, there's another friend I've made in this whole thing. So, yeah. It's, it's tricky. It, it really is. And I really, you yep. know, and I, and I really, it'll be interesting to see, um, at TPE is the next show, because I'm sure they're I'm sure they're both going to definitely be going, especially now, um, unless they're unable to really open a lot of new accounts because of the situation. And maybe they won't go because it's it's just not a good time. But yeah. it, assuming that they get their ducks in a row by then and they go, it'll be interesting to see uh, and and catch up with them at the show. You know, especially months after this is hopefully the dust has settled. And uh, yeah. they start to just kind of move on in their separate directions. And I think you really won't see that until after that November 1st. Um, I think that's really when you're going to see things change. Yeah. And yeah. this kind of goes, okay, because now we're done. Um, yeah. But we'll see. And I think that's when you're going to really start to see how each company is going to start to shape on its own is when that's over. Because then the tie is done, it's gone, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, and that's why I thought the Ed Trevino move, you know, was a good move um, because, you know, he could start engaging with retail. Maybe, you know, I, I said earlier maybe Luciano should have waited to make the announcement. Maybe I can understand why he did that because now he's got someone he could start talking to his retailers as this transition occurs. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. And that's the other thing. In any company, anytime you have anything like this or you have any kind of just, you know, major change or distributor change or you have just factory change, whatever – the first thing you really got to do after you deal with your your problems internally, you got to go. To yeah. your, you got to go to your customers, which is for them the retailers. You got to go right to the retailers, and you have to be in communication with them because the worst thing is you do all these things. It's public. It's out there, and then your retailers, who are your direct customers, who you sell your main your product to, um, are like, so what about us? Because like we have customers walking in asking, and I need inventory, and I need to order stuff, and. You know, if you just kind of leave them waiting in the wind because you're like, I got to deal with this, I, they're just going to be like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. And they're going to go buy cigars from someone else because they're not going to wait for you. They have customers yeah. coming in and they have to stay in business. So it's tricky because – and the and both, let me just stop and say this. Both of those companies I know are probably going to do that and they're yeah. going to be fine because they're – the good people that they are, they're gonna they're gonna worry about their customers. But just saying, you, you, that's another part of this puzzle 
is while you're trying to deal with your problems inside, you also already, right away, you're going to be going to your con your customer being like, hey, so this is what's going on. We're working on it. Maybe you don't have an answer, but you know, you're like, well, you got to stay in touch with them and be like, hey, we're, we're trying to sort this out. It kind of came up quick or, hey, like, you know, we're, we're not sure exactly how it's going to shake out, but we're going to keep you in the loop and this and that because they're going to be waiting on you to be like, well, what <coughs> happens next? And that's a huge yeah, part of this uh, too. And, and look, the, the like, I'm going to speak, I think any time, when a manufacturer is not communicating with the retailer, is nothing good that comes of that. You have to be in touch with your, your purveyors. Oh yeah. And yeah, and, and I there is, and I he always hear the excuses from the manufacturers, blah blah blah, you know. But when you're not in touch with your with your retailers, nothing good comes of it. Um, so you have to be prepared for consequences. So when your rep's not showing up, you know, it's, uh, you know. You need to find a way to, to make sure that someone's doing outreach to them or something like that. But yeah, it's it when you're not in communication, nothing good comes of it. Very true. And you know what? And in a general sense, and you bring up you know you, the little piece you just put up there. But, oh, the reps not coming. You know, I can't tell you. How, I mean, look, we've both been to tons of retailers, right? Right. We've we've been on, we've been everywhere, and I have conversations with a lot of shop owners, and in the course of that conversation. Um, especially for someone like us, you know, we, we, we get a little bit more industry talk with them. It's always like right. you talk about certain brands, right? One of the things that will come up when you talk about certain brands is, yeah, no, they're gonna, you know, the rep, you know, he, 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 I don't, I'm not a fan of the rep. Oh, the, the rep never really comes in here. Oh, the rep always goes over there, but he doesn't come over here. So it's like yeah. he, he spends five hours in that shop, but then he, he doesn't even walk by our shop. You yeah. know, that's another big part of it too. Take, take this situation, right? Just a way in a general sense. And this is, this needs to be said. There's a lot of good reps out there. There's a lot of okay reps out there. And there's a lot of bad reps out there. Um, and they're really, for the most part, that link between manufacturer and retailer. It's that rep that comes in, especially when it's a company who really relies on that representative. And when that rep is not doing their job and they're not going into the shops or at least making a phone call to the shop owners or whatever it is, they're not making the business happen. That hurts the business of the manufacturer, yeah. and it's tricky. And I, I had a conversation like that with a shop owner yesterday who we were talking about a certain brand. No names are being mentioned, but it was, oh, so, so mm, I was never really a big fan of that rep. I'm glad to see he's gone. And the new rep, now we're doing events. And it's unfortunate it had to be that way, but I'm happy because I always want to do events with them. But the old rep was just kind of like, eh. And the new rep's like, yeah, let's do this and let's do this. And a lot more enthusiasm. And now they're doing more business with that brand. So sorry, no, it's, I just it's, went off on no, my little right. tangent. No, um, you know how many times have you seen the shelf of a store change when the rep changes? And what I mean by that is, a rep could change and suddenly product that was all over the shelf disappears, or suddenly product appears because there's a new rep. And I and it happens in North Carolina like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I'm taking take the big four or five companies out of there. I'm talking with, with, with smaller companies. Uh, it, it happens all the time. Um, and, you know, it, I'm just saying, it, it changes. It, it could change the game very quickly, you know. And I know a rep can't get to every store. Like I said, I would never want to be a rep. <laughs> like I, These territories are enormous that these people have. And they do a lot of travel. It, I would never do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not for everyone. It's not I, for I, everyone. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I say I'd rather clean ashtrays <laughs> store than do that. So, Mickey says you're only easier. you're only as good as your last visit. 
Yeah, you're no, really true. right. It's true. Yep. Yep. What have yep. you done for me lately is also what that yep. means. Yep. Yep. You know, uh, you could go in one week and be great, have an event, sell a bunch of cigars. You know what? Replace the for another 30 boxes. You got it. You don't go in that shop for another nine months. Nope. You're done. Yep. Who? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we did an event last year. It's all right. Yep. Oh, but we started mm -hmm. carrying this brand. You should check them out. Yeah. You know. But what? You're sitting over at so-and-so's lounge all weekend, and you didn't come by and see me, and now you want an order? You go from 20 facings to three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It happens. Yep. Yep. Um, let me see. Michael, uh, Alan Rubin uh, for McAuliffe. Being a rep is not for the faint of heart or for lazy people. That's true. It's very true. It's, I, a, it's a lot of work. I never do it. Yeah I, give, well, yeah, I give him credit. I mean, I give him credit. I give uh, a lot of respect. I, I'll, look, I'll tell you this much. Yep. So everyone yep. knows about my relationship with Jonathan Carney. Um, I've I've been on the road with John Carney. I've 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 done the. I've done the uh, events with him. I've, I've done the done the walk yeah. and the talk with him. Like, not me, but, you know, just in tow, just hanging out with my buddy. Um, you know, whenever I'm with him, it, there's usually some business that he has to attend to, too. Um, and so I, I've had a firsthand glimpse of just, like, what yeah. it's like for him to go out there, be on the road, and just go from shop to this and this. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's fucking exhausting. I did it with him several times yeah. for a couple of days. And I was exhausted. And I'm like, this dude does this every day. <laughs> I, man, I, I know. And he's it's a vice president, work. too. So he, he's doing yeah, even more stuff. Work. But I, it, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, there's a respect. There's respect for that yeah. job. It's not easy. Yeah. You know, especially. Yeah. And, then, and then look at, you know, look at Mickey Pegg. Mickey Pegg owns a brand, um, a smaller brand that's growing doing very well um but you know someone like mickey he's gonna be out there too you know he's, he's got to get his brand yeah. out there he's the brand owners too the brand owners are not, yeah it's a lot of work it is yeah. so something has to be said for those guys a lot of respect yeah a lot of respect yeah. i you know i like being home in my own bed i like being uh in my own smoking area so uh yeah i, I totally yeah. get it there's nothing like being at home well, uh, yep exactly hmm so I, I respect, but I respect the guys who are doing it. The guys who are doing it. There's people who do, you know. God bless them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's uh, it's great. It's great, you know. Anyone who's doing it, they have my respect. You'll never, you'll never hear me not say because that's hard work. A brand owner, rep, national sales manager, whatever. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right. So yeah. I feel like um, we kind of got to where we can get with that conversation. That's. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think we hit it. Yep. That's juicy detail number two for this evening. Um, yep. Of course, Joe was juicy. That was a juicy story. Um, the next item on the docket, speaking of Joe, let's go back to Drew Estate. Drew Estate announced this week that their latest Freestyle Live was a new cigar. Cool cigar. Yes. Interesting project. They have partnered with Blackened Whiskey, who already makes a whiskey with Metallica. And they are going to be doing a, I believe, it's kind of like, a, it, when you think of it, it's kind of a three-way um, collaboration because it's really between Drew Estate, Metallica, and, and the whiskey company. Uh, they're going to be doing a cigar called the Blackened, the M81 mm -hmm. uh, by Drew Estate. Uh, that's going to be also kind of a, a collaboration with Metallica and Blackened Whiskey. Um, and it's really cool. It's a really cool project. But, Coop, I want to get your thoughts on that project. Um, 
great, great move, okay? Now, Drew State's done a similar thing before, but I don't think it had the, the buzz that this one had. So they have done the Undercrown Shady releases for Shady Records. Eminem. Uh, yep. which is the Eminem, yeah. But it wasn't Eminem, it was Shady Records, and it was uh, Paul Rosenberg's label, right? Oh, that's right, but, it is. It's Paul Rosenberg, yeah. But, but i got to be honest with you, it, 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 that didn't have... Look, I do a music... I, I have the jukebox site, okay? Yeah. I could tell you that Metallica is one of the most red, red artists on our, our website. Like, Eminem doesn't even come close, okay? So, Metallica... We just did a, a, a 90s Madness tournament. Metallica made the Final Four. Metallica is big on our site. And I don't think I, I don't think that the shady thing was... A, I think it was they were still tapping into hip-hop. Now, you could, Metallica just has broader appeal than heavy metal fans. That, that's where I'm going with. Is I think you know the shady records deal was great if you were a hip-hop fan. But Metallica's got a much broader appeal is what I'm saying. I mean... There's a lot of people who, who like Metallica that maybe aren't heavy metal heads. So, and anytime I see like someone try to get into a uh, a lifestyle area, besides, I, I think everyone does. I think there's so many of these spirit um, cigar collaborations that it was good to see another part of the triangle here, and that was the music piece. I, I think Drew State executed this fantastic uh, going through the mystery cigar. Uh, I thought the freestyle live show on Thursday they executed it perfectly, mm. and um, I think they're creating. Like I just tell you, there's a lot more buzz on this project than I ever saw with the Shady releases. Is what I'm just saying. Even in 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 the last couple of days, and I don't think they, you know, I don't think the Shady releases were promoted to the same level as this one. So I'll tell you, this is a major. This is a major piece they're going into. As soon as the news came out, I texted John and I was like, "Hey." I'm like, so the new Freestyle Live, it's, it's a Metallica. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And I thought he was going to be like, what the fuck are they doing? He's like, dude, when are those cigars going to come out? I got to have some. I'm like, really? Well, the Freestyle Lives are out, yeah. And I was like, really? He's like, dude, I love Metallica. And I said, think about it. Yeah, saying, dude, there's a lot of people who love Metallica who would be like, dude, I got to have this. That's what I'm saying. I think there's people who love Metallica that aren't necessarily metalheads. Yeah, where I think the the Eminem thing is much more of a hip hop. I I think it's it was much more localized. Uh, not disparaging hip hop or Eminem. Eminem's a legend in in, in what he did. Mm-hmm. And Shady 100%. Records changed hip hop. I mean, it did. So it did. I just think that this was a better move to make. Um, I, I just think my question is: Are they going to finally bless? Less like rock music now at the Drew Estate booths going forward instead of the hip hop. <laughs> so, I, I think they have to. You're, pro- you're promoting a Metallica cigar. You can't. You tell me they're not going to play Master of Puppets, Enter Sandman, Sad but True, Holier yeah. Than Thou. Uh, yeah. Come on. Look from, it's a from, from someone who has yeah, like someone who has a a cigar and music site. We're like Dave and I couldn't be more excited right now. Like like the possibilities that we have to to just do shows around this. Uh, I'm not talking about interviewing Metallica or Drew Estate or anything, but, but we we do a lot of stuff where we look at cigars and music, and and obviously we're gonna we're gonna try to come up with some creative ideas. We're, we're already planning a Metallica show going forward, so but Metallica comes up on a lot of our shows to begin with. So um, I'm 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 thrilled that I'm in this unique position, like that I have a music I have a music site. So um, and I think I I thought the branding was was on point. 
oh, I thought the call. I just thought everything was really well, yeah. well done with that. Oh yeah, me too. I thought the 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 packaging, the color scheme. Yeah, the, I thought it was great. Yeah. Oh, and this was promoted on uh, through the Metallica. Uh, like a lot of the Metallica channels promoted this as well. So this wasn't like one of these one-way collaborate. Like you see these collaborations, and sometimes it's, it's one side doing all the way. Metallica is, uh, you know, that's been promoted on the Metallica end quite a bit as well. So um, now so, the cigar is going to be the big question. How good is the cigar? Really uh, quick, I just want to bring this back up really quick. And then Jay Davis makes a good point, but there's also one point of this that I want to comment on because I – I love Jay, but I don't. I don't know if I fully. I'm on the same wavelength there. Celebrity cigars rarely work. This is a topic that has come up before. Um, there have been cigar. There have been a, a lot of celebrity cigars, and a lot of them have not really sizzled. Um, at least after that initial. Oh yeah, let's try and see what it is, and then it just kind of drops off. I think this one will be a little bit different. But because one thing I want to say. It, yeah, I think it's gonna be different too. He says, Pappy Van Winkle seems to have done well as well as the Knuckle Sandwich, but those are exceptions. First of all, Knuckle Sandwich, I will address that separately. Pappy Van Winkle is not a celebrity collaboration. Pappy Van Winkle is a brand of bourbon that is owned by the Buffalo Trace Company. Well, actually the Sazerac Corporation, but is it's distilled at the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Um, that's not a celebrity collaboration, though. Um, that's more of just a product collaboration. I feel like that's different. Um, I don't know how successful that was either, to be honest with you, that brand. The Pappy Van but, Winkles with the Kentucky yeah. Fire Cured? Yeah, well, I think they had two, and then they swapped one. One became a Pappy exclusive, and the other became a Well, you had the Barrel Fermented. The, the Barrel Fermented is, is the better one. Yeah, it's the Fire Cured one, which is better. Yeah. And then you have the, the one that ahead, actually were, has the label yeah. from the Pappy Van Winkle bottle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the Knuckle Sandwich... You know, it's funny. I talked to Steve Saka about this this week. So Steve Saka was on right. our show. If you, if you missed that episode, go check it out. Yeah. Um, and this came up because this was on the news, the McAuliffe News segment. Um, and he had commented, He's and I said, I think this is going to be really good for, for the Metallica one. And it really didn't get into why. But Steve said, I'm going to disagree with you there. And he goes, you know, he, he said this too. He goes, a lot of these celebrity collaborations, they don't really work. And, th and that's true. There's been a lot of celebrity collaborations that have not worked. And he actually referenced, he said, I think what Eric is doing with Guy Fieri with the knuckle sandwich, he goes, I think that one actually might be pretty good. He said, yeah, know, Guy's a very avid cigar smoker. He'll really push and promote that. That that one, he's, uh, he, Steve was like, that one, I, I think that one might be pretty, work out pretty well because of that. Um, I agree. I think that's a good point too. Um, I, I I agree. The Metallica one is different because I feel like the way Drew Estate will push this too. I just I feel like it'll be different. It's also not just with Metallica. It's also a collaboration with the whiskey company as well. So there's kind of multiple yeah. levels to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we actually I actually went and put this press release on the jukebox site as well. Because about seventy-five percent of our audience is, is more music-based than um, than cigar-based. We have we have people who are cigar fans, but we have a lot of people who are just really music fans. Kind of, uh, we have a jukebox website where we write article articles and we put up all of our you know reviews and you know stuff like Dave does most of the reviews on the music end. Yeah, and I could just tell you Metallica, like Alan could say, Alan can have whatever opinion he wants. 
Metall- Eminem numbers don't even come close to the Metallica numbers. And guess what? I think we cover more hip-hop than we do heavy metal on that website. So, I mean, Dave's big into hip-hop. So, I'm just saying it, it, the numbers don't even come close to Eminem. Eminem is a rounding error compared to the Metallica numbers we do over there. So, In reference to what Luke's um, talking about, Alan Rubin wrote in the comments, Eminem is a bigger star than Metallica. I think more cigar smokers may be Metallica fans. Also, the Shady Cigar had no involvement or promotion involving Eminem. The cigar was no, he's his right. manager, he's right not him. It. He's right on it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Shady Records, and I should keep going back. Uh, but even so, I would say if I added all the Shady Records artists up, they don't even they don't even sniff. I mean, Metallica had the biggest selling album in the 1990s. Keep in mind, the Black Album is, is the biggest selling album. So this is a uh, you know you go to he's a, you know people know Enter Sandman from Mariano Rivera. I mean, and for a song like Enter Sandman to become a, a hit in New York, I'm just saying is, is a little unusual. So, and now um, you have all these younger generation kids yeah you yeah. know who were who were watching the show stranger things on netflix and they all uh-huh. remember the very very popular scene of yeah. this latest season where one of the characters andy munson uh he gets up on the roof of his trailer home or wherever and he plays the guitar it's yeah. not actually him playing but the idea in the story is that he plays his guitar he plays the master of puppet song um on the guitar and you know does the whole you know yeah he's got the 80s look and it takes place in the right. 80s and, he, and i think that and metallica later played at a music festival they played that whole thing that brought a lot of demo that brought a, I'm a younger demographic into metallica yeah. like oh my yeah. god that was badass who's metallica it's like well yeah you have a lot to it, learn it, kid it, but but no so then then this comes out and i remember the joke when i was talking to john was like dude metallica's really blowing up this year they're on stranger things they got a cigar coming out <laughs> yeah yeah and and, and what JJ year is makes it a great point <laughs> yeah. jj makes a great point the age demographic that metallica hits is much different than what what anything what hip-hop's gonna hit to some extent so a much bigger age demographic I mean, you got people my age, and I got people my son's age who are into Metallica. So, I mean, it's a big age demographic. Ooh. Shots fired from Alan uh, Rubin. Coop's website traffic is not a barometer for fame. <laughs> That's... This is – why are we giving him time? Like, can we can we boot him? I mean, honestly, why are we giving him – he's got way more time than he deserved tonight. He's just commenting and along, and I'm just going I, I, through the I, comments. I, I, am not, I, am not, I am not commenting anymore. Tonight, so. All right. Well, Alan uh, – uh, Coop's not happy. I'm sorry. Yep. I, don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just going to keep going you know, really, 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 I'm just I'm trying to give people facts. This is what we base. This is what I'm seeing from a cigar perspective and what we do in the music site. Go somewhere else, please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. so right here's the comment. I don't yeah. listen to Metallica, but age demographic is genius. That's true. I think that there's um, – No, he's 100% right on that, yeah. There's a more – I think more of the Metallica demographic. Um, not, and not And this isn't to say that – there's none Eminem demographic. That's not true. And it, not say that it's going to change. And of course, time goes on. Uh, but I think as it stands, or at least as it's been, the Metallica demographic it makes up more cigar smokers than the Eminem demographic. Now, yeah. as time moves on, I'm sure that will change. Because, um, yeah. you know, the, the demographics will change. You know, as, as people in the... Uh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here with this. The, the demographic and ages of people and the generations will change. And of course, you know, that will... Eventually, there will be a larger Eminem demographic and so on and so on. But there's also a lot more more and more younger smokers getting into the cigar industry and lifestyle and 
you know, whatever. Yep. Um, so of course it, it's all, it's all up for, for speculation and change. Uh, Jay Davis comments, all we need now is a Rolling Stones, Bud Light, Jack Daniels, NFT, and all will be right in the cigar world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we did the interview with Rick Nielsen of Cheap Trek, who's Aaron's father. Yep. Um, and we put that interview up in some of the Cheap Trick forums and fan groups. And I didn't know how that was going to go, right? I didn't know if we'd get this anti-smoking continued. I could tell you that we got so much feedback about people wanting to know what Cigar Coop was about, what the cigar industry was about, some of the cigars we were talking about from that interview. I was blown away. And, I, and, I, and I'm going to bet the same thing's going to happen with this Metallica thing. And it's going to happen at a bigger scale than it happened with us. So I, I think you're going to see, and I think that, that was why I was, I was so glad Metallica was promoting this on their end as well. Um, because I think it's, this is going to, I think Drew Estate's going to open this up for some new smokers. I think this is, is going to be a, a, a great win for them. This was brilliant. This was a brilliant move. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And, I, you know, it's funny. I was reading through, and my lighter's out. Uh, I was reading through uh, my news segment, and um, news segment, my news feed on Facebook or somewhere, maybe my on my phone somewhere, and just you know browsing through trending articles, and I see one comes up for oh you know Metallica does a cigar with blah blah blah. I go oh and I click on that and it was Maxim magazine and I'm like hmm when's the last time I heard a cigar article in something like Maxim magazine, and it was interesting, um, and it was I read it and I was like oh that's pretty interesting. The only thing about it that I thought was a little odd that it probably would have changed is that they referenced Drew Estate as the Drew Estate Tobacco Company. And then like the they way been, that kind of sounded, John, <laughs> it was like, you make it kind of sound like something it's No, Jonathan's not. been promoting himself as a tobacco company for many years. He feels that, you know, because he wants to highlight that they just don't make cigars. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. No, John, Jonathan, that was a Jonathan thing from a while ago. Um, you know, for a while they were dabbling into pipes, but and the pipe tobacco, but but I think they pride themselves on the factory and their pre-industry capabilities and all that. Um, yeah, no, very true. I um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I lit my cigar. Somebody texted me. Damn it! Sorry. I texted you. <laughs> so I texted you. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I wasn't going to say that, but okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to admit it. <laughs> yeah. Coop did text me and threw me off my game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mitchell, uh, has anyone ever done a Schwarzenegger cigar? You know. The, no. I, I don't think there has been. I was talking about this with Nicole. Because we were talking about how, like, you know, historically, a lot of celebrity cigars haven't really worked out. Um, and I'm like, well. But maybe they just don't do it with the right celebrity. I mean, like, take celebrities that everybody knows without a doubt. Like, every time you see a photo of them or every time they're somewhere, they have a cigar with them. Schwarzenegger? Michael Jordan? If Michael Jordan came out with a cigar tomorrow, do you think that it would realistically flop because it's a celebrity cigar? Or do you think, with the exception, well, that's Michael Jordan. Everybody knows the, the he's a cigar the, 24-7. Yeah, the problem is that it would get buzz for the first year, and unless Jordan stays involved with it, that's the only way it's going to sustain. I mean, I saw this happen with the Ditka cigars that Camacho did a few years ago. 
really good cigars, but you know, eventually, um, you know, Ditka wasn't around with the brand anymore. So, and you don't have that celebrity. It's you gotta like, and Eric may have the same problem in a few years with Guy Fieri. I mean, it seems right now everything's going good, but if Guy, if Guy goes on to something else, that that line's gonna suffer. Let me um, ask you. Let you me know, ask you this question. Uh-huh. Sorry. Yeah. Because there's another one out there right now that is new. I heard about for the first week or two when it was announced, and then when like when it shipped. And I didn't hear about it until Nicole saw that someone was doing an event, and it was going to be there. And it's the uh, it's the Jeremy Piven cigar. Well, he did it with Luzioni. Right. No, I know. But yeah. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, that's a whole other story. Illusioni just hasn't promoted that cigar, but I think they made that cigar for him. So I don't think it's like I think he owns that cigar brand. So they so, made it for him, but it's not part of. It's not on them to promote. But Illusioni was selling it, so it was kind of. It's kind of weird. I don't know quite what happened with that, but um, but yeah. I mean, by the way, that's a that was a great celebrity cigar. But, uh, you know, I've seen virtually – you would think that that cigar should be – every rep should be going into – that cigar, first of all, it has it has um, the DNA in terms of it's a really good cigar by Dion. Um, but but Illusion is not pushing it. But I, I don't think it's their – I think, like I said, I think it's Jeremy's job to do that. From what I saw – from what I've heard, that, that event – I don't know who promoted – who set up that event for that one store. So do you um, know what did you know do you know the event I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the event I'm talking about, but I'm not I don't I don't I don't really I'm know it. The story any, I'm not giving the story any promotion, so. No, that's fine. I don't really know much yeah. about it. She yeah. just saw yeah. it and mentioned something. I was like, "You know, that's right. There's another brand that I haven't really seen around." Um yeah. But you know, Jeremy and Dion haven't been doing anything together. So, I mean, that's there's been no like he wasn't at PCA, he wasn't at the Big Smoke. So, I don't know what's going on with that, but that cigars I think it's going to be doomed to fail. Hmm. Yeah, it's disappointing. Not because, not because cigar, the cigar is a great. By the way, the cigar is a great cigar. It yeah. is. I I, it, it, I have the review coming up for it pretty soon. So it did very well on Coop. It made uh, several top ten lists last year too. Yeah. No, it's it's an interesting topic. The celebrity cigar thing. It's and and it's you know, not going to stop. They'll, they'll continue to make them. It's just yeah. Like remember so, what, what happened to Carl Malone? Would Would Carl Malone go? Yeah, do they I mean, even make that anymore? They still make it. Yeah, there was some, it's on the sales sheet at La Aurora. So I mean, they were taking orders for it at the trade show. Hmm. Um, but it's not in any stores. Yeah, I, I can tell you the one I'm I, I'm most familiar with is Armand Desante. I have the relationship with Armand Desante. Um, so I've covered that, and he his was a case where he he got a great blend from Victor Vitali, right? Who's no longer in the business, but they could not get the distribution for that cigar. And that was that killed that one. It was the distribution absolutely killed it. And when Victor, when Victor kind of got out of the business, that blend went away, you know. So, um, but that was a great cigar, but they had no distribution. And if you can't get distribution, and I see that's you know that's a that's a problem with these things. Jay Davis, Carl has been running his daughter's store the last year or so. Alan, I, you know, I shouldn't say, but you're not talking about Alan anyway. Alan was there, I think. Though I'll say that. Well, I will say, Alan did say this. Piven Cigar is really good. For once, Coop and I no, agree. Well, we're going back to my text message. No, my Alan. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. He said something nice. He said something nice. So I'm done. Him, all right. I'll give him that. 
He didn't say anything yeah. bad, so I, I did that. But we're okay. done. We're done. We're done. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I mean it's. I feel like it's it's a story that's never going to change with the celebrity cigars. That's always going to be like you know with yeah, with a couple know, of exceptions and like Big Poppy. That's a great cigar, and they've done a couple of new things with it. They've added some sizes. They did the firecracker release with United, and um, you know, and they were all great. You know, and I, I still have a bunch of them, all different sizes and whatever. I was disappointed with the Big Poppy firecracker. I ain't gonna lie. I I wasn't. It didn't wow me. I mean, there's so many. It, it pale compared to some of the other ones. But, but I like that line. It just I didn't think it worked on the firecracker. Yeah, I it was. I thought it was okay. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I thought I it was the, good. I love the slug. I love the slugger lines in the in the, the you know the two sides, the bigger sizes. Yeah. Did I think it was one of the best firecrackers? To be honest, no. But I didn't think it was a horrible cigar either. I thought it was. It was no, good. no, and I, and I yeah. It was but, good. Like I said it was not a horrible cigar. It was not a hard. It wasn't even the worst firecracker. I mean, the no. one I was most disappointed with was the. I thought the Fratello one was a complete miss. That was. Oh, I, I agree. Like. I agree. Yeah, and th- and there's a- nothing against Omar. I love Omar, and I love Omar, but nothing against it. it. Just wasn't a good cigar. It just didn't work. It just didn't work. Yeah, and yeah, that's just the honest truth. You know, no, yeah. and it's no disrespect. It's just sometimes they don't work, um, and it's you know it's just part of the business. Uh, some cigars yeah. hit, some cigars don't. Um, the firecracker line has been an interesting one. Uh, they did a bandolero one this year. They did the big poppy one this year. They did the wise man Maduro with Nick Melillo at foundation, which by the way, I bought a box. Of, I bought a box of those. It was still good. I know you did. I, by the way, yeah, while we're I, talking about Nick Melillo, have you had the Olmec yet? I've had it yet. Yeah, unbelievable. <sighs> uh, it was on our, wow. top, it was on my top five coming out of the trade show. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I had the Maduro first, but the Claro I think is better. Yeah, Nick did a great job with that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for me. I'm gonna go Maduro. But you can't go wrong with the Maduro either. I'll tell you that. It doesn't mean that one is better. You know, they, they were both solid, solid. I mean, no surprise. I mean, Nick does a great job. I mean, he's another one of those guys that just. I'm very rarely disappointed whenever I smoke his cigars. You know, like. Even Charter Oak. I mean, Charter Oak is a it's a lower price point. It's more of an entry level. I mean, brand. For, what, for what for what it is, it's a good cigar. Charter yeah, Oak. exactly. For I, what it is, yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a it's a fine cigar. Um, yeah. I mean, I have no problem with Charter Oak. It's not a go to cigar for me, but but for what it is, it's a good cigar. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how that one ranks on the yeah. list now. It's not eligible for my list or Coop's list this year because it came out after the trade show. However, oh, so you're using you're using the Coop rule now? Yeah, I've been open about that since last year. Oh, I said okay. after that okay. uh, last okay. year, I said after this year, we're we're, we're going to be a little more like Coop rule. So yeah, it, um, it, you can't. I mean, yeah, but you're gonna. Yeah, it was funny, Matt. We're gonna see these lists where the cigar comes out December first, and it's on a list by the end of December. It happens every year. Do you know who's gonna? And, and you, do you know who's gonna be on all the lists? Olmec's gonna be on the list. Saka Khan's gonna be on the list. Keep going. Saka Who else? Khan was, uh, Saka Khan, Olmec will probably be the two. And those are. Uh, let, me, let me just say this: those two cigars, and there's a lot more. But those two cigars, since I mentioned them, lights out cigars. They were fan fucking tastic. No. 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 I was disappointed with Saka. I was disappointed with Saka. Really? I love the Saka Khan. Uh, not a bad cigar. 
But when you have Tricky Traka and the original Mikarita Blue in that line, it doesn't compare to it. No. I, I thought it was – it. I gave it, I think, an 80 I, – I reviewed it. I gave it, I think, an 88 or an 89. Not a bad not a bad cigar. Um, I, I loved it. Wasn't it wasn't as good – I, I didn't think it was as good as the other blends. I mean, it won't be on, on the coupe list, but it, it wouldn't have been anyway. But unless it gets better with age. Regardless. You know those two. You, you those think two you think, you think that's, there. but it's gonna be it's gonna. Well, I already saw someone did a list this this week, okay, and they gave um, the Saka Chubby Unicorn the number five cigar of the year. That cigar's not even for sale. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a, it's a private thing that Steve gives. That's called the Chubby Unicorn, right? It got the number five cigar of the year from from this one site, right? Um, and um. He gave Paladin to Saka number one, and he reviewed Paladin to Saka when everyone else got it for free before it was on the market. So, like, you know, the whole con- we talked about the Paladin to Saka controversy when those Remember cigars were sent year. to the media before they hit the stores and everyone had it on it the was, list. It was number two on the half wheel consensus. Yep. And I called, by the way, I was calling it with Aaron for weeks that this was going to happen. I think we, I talked about this show. I said, there's going to be this cigar, it's not released. And, then it was like, well, Steve said I sent it to one or two stores. I'm like, but everyone in the media got your got the cigar from you. So, I uh, um, but I, Saka's got some cigars that may make my list pretty good this year. So he's got a couple of cigars that I think are scoring pretty good. So he'll be on my list for sure this year. Just not that one. I um, I don't. I, I know you don't visit Halfville very much. Um. I, I just I thought this was funny. So I'm gonna bring this. Uh-huh. Up. When Steve was on, we smoked the Moisture Jostaka Bewitched with Steve on the show. Right. He smoked right. the Saka Khan, but Nicole and I both smoked the Bewitched. Right. It's funny. So Nicole, I'm gonna bring it up so I can quote it because I don't want to say anything inaccurately. So Nicole was just looking up the cigar and reading, you know, what everyone else gave it and whatnot, and she stumbled upon Charlie's review, and. She saw something that Charlie wrote, and I just – I didn't laugh because I agreed or anything. Like, oh, that's so true. Like, I, I, I didn't really taste this, obviously. It was just – it was what he wrote was like, what? I mean, this was, wor- this was worse than some of the things that Mr. Jonathan has said. Like, the Chinese cinnamon peapot. Like, that stuff's nothing compared to what he wrote about this, and it's down – where is it? And I'll read it to you, and you're going to be like, are you serious? Uh, okay. The pepper and sharpness are really reduced, something I suspect is the result of the cigar going out and having to be relit, which happens multiple times on two cigars. Flavor-wise, there's popcorn, nuttiness, creaminess, and a bit of pepper. On one cigar, the, f- the finish has a mayo-like creaminess and some charred meatiness that reminds me a bit of Burger King, something I haven't had in the last decade. Uh, It's not like eating a Whopper, more like what I imagine my mouth tastes like 30 minutes after eating a Whopper. (laughs) I find it really difficult to pick up much from the retro hail. (laughs) And I just read that, and I was like, wow, that is quite the description. (laughs) And this isn't, look, and I'm not, hating on charlie at all like i know charlie and like i was just like <laughs> wow I, I had nothing to say i was like I, what a description <laughs> guess guess what 
they're the number they're the number one review site out there. People people love that shit. They yeah. can say all they want and they can make fun of all they want with him. They love it. They love it because they, they love to basically do exactly what you just did right now, right? So I and I hear people say all the time, I never read reviews, and then the same and this ain't you, but I'm just saying, right? The same people don't read reviews are talking about Charlie Minato's flavor flavor notes. Like the best is like that guy Riste, right? Says I'm never reading Half Wheel again, right? And he's always promoting shit that Half Wheel writes. Like, like he's so full of it, that guy Riste, right? So, yeah. um, yeah. I mean, guess what? He's the number one website out there. So maybe I'm doing something wrong. That's what I'm gonna say. Um, on that. I mean, he has come up with look, and I we've had I've had this conversation. It's what what the reviewer is comfortable enough going down that road. I mean, and, and if and if that's what it comes down to. I, I'm not comfortable enough coming up with Burger King notes, but I'm not going to also beat him up over having a Burger King note either. No, is, I'm not, is, is, I'm is not beating him up. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. No, what? no, and I didn't think you are. Is it entertaining? Yeah, it is. It is. It's mildly entertaining. I, I, that's I was. What they, that's what they, I'm not beating Charlie up. It's uh, like yeah. it just was like wow. <laughs> what a description. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I remember reading that, and I just stopped. Actually, she read it to me. She's like, hey. She's like, and then she, and I was like, wait, what? And I said, can you read that again? <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, I can't believe he wrote that. That's funny. That's great. I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I didn't taste that, but okay. Oh, man. That was, that was definitely one of the fun things I read this week yep. in the industry. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the show always gets away from us. Yeah. Let's see, where are we at? Oh, next thing on the list. I thought this one was interesting. Uh, and I know you know about this, and I know you wanted to talk about this too. So, El Septimo. Um, El Septimo announced, was it last week or the week before? I can't remember. It was in the last, it was in like uh, the last 10 week days. Be- week before, yeah. Uh, El Septimo announced that they were going to be opening 30 El Septimo cigar lounges in the United States. And the first one is Los Angeles, I think. Is that the first yep. one? Uh, but they're going to be opening 30 in the U.S. That's a lot of lounges. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it's, yeah, it's a lot of lounges. And it, and when that story, I put that out there. And, and I was shocked that no one put that story out there, right? But El Septimo does something that no other cigar company does. They actually use PR wire services to put out their press releases, right? So I subscribed to it. So I could happen to see it. Mm-hmm. And that story blew up on Coop, right? Now, I let's kind of like put this. I That's a, whether he's talking 30, like he's talking retail store slash cigar lounges. And I think he's mixing the two up. But regardless, that's, a, that's an enormous number, right? And that first store, he's saying is going to be El Septimo exclusive. And it's like a huge store. Mm. Um. I I'm telling you, I just I I don't see it. I I mean, and here's the other thing: How do you explain to the retailers, right, that you were at the PCA trade show and now you know you're going to be opening 30 stores, probably in some key markets right now? How do you come back and ex- like now say you're going to be doing a brick and mortar business? You know, I I I don't understand that move. You know, look, Davidoff's gotten shit for opening, you know stores you know flagship stores and you know Casa Monte Cristo is always getting beat up for doing and they carry other lines too I, I don't know how you 
go now tell your retailers who you're trying to build. I mean, you're trying to build a good network of retailers. How do you, how do you just, I don't know. It's just, it just, even if you just said you're, I don't know why you had to say you were opening 30 lounges. I just think that was a stupid move. Just, if you want to open a lounge, that's certainly your, your prerogative. And he didn't say where they were all going to be either. No, no. So let's but I imagine, play. You know, I, I, look, I imagine, and but it sounded like there was a hint that some stores may become El Septimo branded lounges. And I, but the, here's what was confusing about that: is that part of the thirty number? That was the one. If he's gonna like say, the way like someone's gonna di- like two guys smoke shop is a Diamond Crown lounge, but it's two guys right. smoke shop. But even Casa de Monte Cristo is a better example. Like there's stores that have Casa de Monte Cristo branded lounges, like Smoking like Boy Abe. Beach. Yep. Smoking Mountain Beach, and then there's Casa de Monte Cristo stores like we have in, in Mooresville here in North Carolina. Correct. So, is if he's going to brand a lounge, is he going to count that in the the thirty? You're right. That's an interesting point because so, if it's just thirty of his stores, that's a lot of stores. Yeah. If it's yeah, I'm going to open some stores in some really key markets that I want to be in, and then I'm going to go to some retailers that I do business with. Hey, I want to be in El Septimo Lounge at your store. Yeah, that's a different. That's you're right. That's two totally different things. So I think there was a little bit of grandstanding going on with that announcement. Like, like, but I don't think he's planning on opening 30 stores across the country. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. Casa de Cristo doesn't have that many stores. Davidoff doesn't. Davidoff can't. Davidoff can't keep their flags. I mean, they. Davidoff's cut back on their flagship stores. I mean, this is Davidoff we're talking about. El Septimo shouldn't be talked about in the same sentence with uh, with Davidoff yet. Davidoff you know, of I'm, Geneva I'm, was I'm, converted back to a Corona cigar in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I mean, that's a good example. They closed um, the Atlanta store. Um, yeah, that's right. They Davidoff did close their Atlanta store. Yeah, and we're so, going to talk about Davidoff talking... later, so we're going to circle back to that. But yeah, but but Davidoff, um, I mean, Davidoff is what I'm saying. Davidoff is much more established than El Septimo is, and I'm not trying to disrespect El Septimo. I think, but they got a lot more work to do before they can be in the same sentence as Davidoff. You know, so I'm just saying Davidoff. Davidoff couldn't make this work. Mm-hmm. How, how are they going to make this work with 30 stores? What What are they going to do different is my question. So let's play the hypothetical game. Uh-huh. Let's say it's 30. Let's say he's opening 30 of his own stores. Let's just, let's just play right. the game, right? Where does he put the other 29 stores? I mean, yeah. You start looking at the markets, right? Uh, he puts one in New York. He puts one in, in Miami. Uh, Atlanta. Chicago. Uh, Dallas, Houston. Does he now try? To, does he? Does he? Does he try to go near Orlando or Tampa? I think he'll go to Florida. He'll I go to he'll, he'll go to Miami, but does he go anywhere else in Florida? Sure. Why? Okay. What, what, I mean, I don't think he's. A, I mean, here's it'd be interesting. Thirty is a lot Jeff's of stores. Jeff Jeff's a big, but you know, his a thing. Jeff's a big retailer of El Septimo. That's true too. Yeah. Um, Vegas, yeah, for I mean, sure. Yeah. Alan, actually, I know, I know, you're upset with Alan, but he, Alan, Alan brought up Vegas, of course, Vegas. That, that's that's a prime place to put a place like that, Las Vegas. Um, but now you start. Now look, now you're starting to get. You know, I don't. You're not gonna put one in San Francisco. Maybe you'll put a second one in L.A. I mean, where are these thirty store? I mean, and he said U.S. Right? It wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was U.S. Let me, let me I'm pretty it sure it was U.S. Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly this becomes I, I just don't I mean are you going to he's not going to put an El Septimo store in Oklahoma City. He's not going to put an El Septimo store maybe in Nashville. Uh, 
not not certainly one in um you know Boise, Idaho or something like that. Yeah. It's not going to be it, it if he's going to look at Mickey Peg Topeka, Kansas. <laughs> Topeka. Mitchell says Texas and Tennessee. But but once you get to 10, 10 cities, I mean Davidoff couldn't make it work in Atlanta, right? I'm just giving a great example of that. And he Dab- and his Dab- price point is much higher. Steve Newman said Beverly Hills. I mean, I guess I could see that. You got to remember too. He, he he's, he's trying to shoot to be he's trying to shoot to be a higher price point than Davidoff. I mean, a lot of his stuff is twice the amount of the average price of Davidoff. So you're right. If Davidoff couldn't do it, and he's trying to be like higher end than Davidoff. I mean, he, he's not there yet. I mean, Davidoff has just been doing this for for 30 years. Oh, Davidoff is, you know, yeah, they've been I around. Mean, they just, I mean, and they've had, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get what, you know. Mickey Peg, and of course, PA. But, I mean, like I said, once we got past those list of cities we just mentioned, right, when you get to cities, I mean, we're looking at cities like, like, Charlotte? No. Jay Davis, he already has the eight lounge in Las Vegas. No, that's not his. He's in there, but he he has nothing to do with that. No, eight lounge is I thought that's independently owned. Yeah, that's that he has but nothing to do with that. He's he he's in there, but he has nothing to do with the ownership. He has a warehouse in Vegas. He, he does has a warehouse in Vegas. Yeah. I you know, I don't know. I part of me thinks it was grandstanding to get attention. That there's no way he can actually follow through with that and make money. That's a lot of stores. Fif- 10, yeah. 15 stores is a lot of stores. Yeah. 30. I mean, like like I said, when Davidoff can't work in Atlanta, right, or Tampa. Or it, or Tampa was a different story. I think there was other reasons why they pulled out of Tampa. Um, but but um, I'm just saying I don't, I don't get it. Uh, and then, you know, how are you going to, like, you know, how are you going to start now? You know, you're trying to build – your presence in the retail segment. I think he sold in they, they, That's the You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I think El Septimo needs a someone to talk about the brand more than Zaya. Okay, they need a they need someone like who's the tobacco guy? I keep saying who's the tobacco guy who's making these incredible blends. Right? If you got a guy making incredible blends for you. Why aren't you bringing this guy and making him your, your ambassador? Like, like they, like La Aurora's done this with Manuel and Noah. Davidoff did it with Hanky Kellner, right? Um, you bring these guys and you bring them to the people, and you'll get them excited about these cigars. And, and that's not happening. Who's the who is the people doing this, right? I don't care how many stores you open. It, 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 people are gonna, you know, you know, there's a store that opened, right? I'm not gonna name the store, right? But the guy, like, it's in a very, very um, affluent neighborhood, right? Not affluent neighborhood. It's in a very busy neighborhood, right? Where, but, but the store doesn't carry Monte Cristo. They don't carry Macanudo. They don't carry Davidoff. They don't carry Padron. They don't carry Fuente. They're carrying all this boutique stuff, right? Mm. And you know what? No yeah. one goes into the store, from what I heard. Because it, it's they're trying to target a, an entertainment district, like it's an entertainment district type area, but no one goes in for that, right? 
they're not interested there because you the people who go into these shows and concerts and sporting events they want to go in and smoke the cigars i just talked about they're not going in there to smoke el septimo and i think that's going to be the problem this guy has yeah jason he, he has septimo... more brand no go ahead go ahead go ahead he has more brand building to do before he can open 30 stores that's just my opinion and he may get to that point right if he does some of these things who knows he can open some. I just don't think he's ready to do that yet. Almost like he's the metaphor of he's putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. Yeah. And he and he was like very he was bragging about it. Like, oh, you know, I'm happy, uh I'm happy about you know. He he he's coming on our show in December, I think. So it'll be very interesting. Uh-huh. It'll be very interesting to see. You have some you have some good material to ask him that. Yeah. I mean he was on KMA, but the store thing hadn't come up when we were there. Right. And so by then when hopefully he had him on. Hopefully he makes some more store announcements by then, and there'll be even more to kind of go on with that by then. If you can do it in three, you can do thirty stores in three years. You're gonna have to make some more announcements between now and then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Jay said El Septimo needs a cigar that is good, consistent, and with the price. Yeah, they have a few good cigars, but not Davidoff, Opus Padron, and Vasario LFD type quality. Um, yeah. If someone told me this is not my story. And I don't even remember who told me. And that's the honest truth. So I also don't know if this really happened. That's my disclaimer. I'm gonna, But I've, I've heard comments and stories like this from multiple people. Someone said something to him at the trade show about um, Nelson Alfonso. Like, oh, have you seen Selected oh, Tobacco? Well, I, we know, I, know who's, I know this story, yeah. And he said, apparently, and this is what I was told, he responded to that person and said, I'm going to bury him. And he's been very open and confident like that about a lot of things in other brands and peoples. And you talked about the trade show. And one of the things he was saying was like, oh, you know, like, El Septimo is not a brand like anything else. Like, we make good cigars. And he, like, waved to the rest of the trade show floor. So he he's very confident that he has yeah. the I'll, quality... And the customer base for a brand that's yeah. only been in the U.S. for a little over twelve months. Um, yeah. Now, and I'm not yeah, saying that his cigars did. suck either. Uh, the, the, he, he has some some interesting stuff, but he's being very aggressive with his um, his plan here, and it's it'll be interesting yeah. to see if it works for him. I mean, he's got the money. We know that he's got the money. He's 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 big company and a lot of money to spend. For sure. Um, question is, does it work? That's what I want to yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's got confidence. That's for sure. I just don't think it's, it's going to resonate with this, with, with, with the community here uh, who, who, you know, they want education. They want to know stuff. Um, so, but you know, as far as like this whole comment, I mean, I was a second, I'm not going to comment on a secondhand comment that I heard. I heard something, but I don't want to say that, you know, he said, she said, but, but I think you're right. There is a, he does have a swagger and he does have a lot of confidence that he's coming into this industry and he knows he's going to kind of change it is what I'll say. Yeah. You know, and he's not the only one that's kind of come in and tried to shake the bottle up and, we, and we're not going to get into all these other people and things that were. No, but I mean, well, let's say it happens, you know, but here's a. But here's a great example. McAuliffe has come in with a different approach. But guess what? They've come in with an approach that they're trying to learn along the way as they're doing this, right? They have some. They're coming with some unique ideas, right? Um, yeah, that's true. Al so McAuliffe I mean, is another guy with a lot of money to spend. Right, a lot of money. So, 
I look at that, but they've come in and they clearly they're trying to learn from the industry and they they're not afraid to admit mistakes and pivot when they have to. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not gonna try. I don't see McAuliffe doing something like this, and they know what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. yeah. Steve Newman, I interesting mean, comment. LFD is in the same category with the others. Well, you look at the quality that they do. Yeah. Maybe not every cigar. There's there's a lot of cigars that they do, and they've they've had some success of their own with certain projects. I mean, look at the whole NFT thing, and you know, look at the way the Andalusian Bull blew up for them, and they make some of the best TAA releases. I think that and we've talked about this before. I mean, they do a pretty good job. Yeah, Mit- Mitchell. And of course, I I know people are gonna say, oh well, the, no. It's true. If 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 LFD makes a cigar I don't like, I tell them, yeah, this cigar is not good. So don't think that I'm just saying that. That's my disclaimer. Um, wow, comments are really flowing in here. Um, Mitchell makes a good point. This industry will humble you quickly. It's true. We've seen people. It will. It will. It will, it will humble you quickly. Yeah. I agree. If he um, had Jay Davis, if he had Steve Saka quality and commitment to cigars and agonorsa level tobacco and it had a billionaire money it would still be very hard to build 30 stores that each hold a million cigars in three years yeah i'm I'm just you know the funny thing the one thing i'll give them credit for so far is he hasn't gone i'm gonna take an ad out in cigar aficionado and see if i can buy a rating wait say that again sorry i was reading a comment they they haven't he hasn't gone the route of like getting in bed with aficionado, and you know, we all know people. We all know this industry is convinced that that if they if they play nice with aficionado, they're going to get a top twenty five rating. I mean, we all know that, right? And I've said it a hundred times. Everyone in everyone in this industry will make a deal with cigar aficionado if they, you know, at the expense of everyone else. We all know that, right? It happens. It's just you know. So I'm surprised he hasn't done that yet. Is what I'm saying. Maybe he will. Time will tell. Uh, well, and and I, I wonder because, you know, and again, I, I, who knows? They may not like a cigar. So, I mean, I've seen people do this, right? Like play nice with aficionado, and and cigar aficionados come back with some low ratings. I can tell you, I remember uh, M Bombay is a great example, and they were making cigars. They were doing stuff with aficionado, and, and aficionado wasn't coming back with with top twenty five ratings to them. That's for sure. So, they, and M Bombay had some good cigars too. So, no guarantees with that. Is what I'm saying either. That you know. Mickey Pegg brought up a good point. Bison burgers are cheaper when building a brand. <laughs> wow, Coop's going quiet. Oh. No. <laughs> Coop, Coop, Coop's upset about something. I don't know. He's just going kind of quiet. I don't know. Something no, no, I'm, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. No, there's mm-hmm. not, no I, don't, I, I don't. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't get it was all Oh. <laughs> Oh, I get it now. I get it now. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I brought that Every you know, I'm just gonna say this. Okay. <laughs> I've I look. I can't tell you how many like I I I'm, I'm gonna say Mickey. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you'll be the exception here. Okay. I have gone to dinners with people. I've gone over their house. You know, they, I've spent time with them, and. They'll keep something, and I have to read about their new release from Cigar Aficionado. It's happened to me so I, uh, countless times. 
So I'm just saying, if I'm a little skeptical, it's happened. We've seen it happen. So, so, but we couldn't tell you that. We're sorry. And then, and, oh, Matt, this is what now you got me. Now you got me wrong. Okay. The go best ahead. is the people who will tell me this is good for the. This is good for everybody. Like, like I, I, I there was this happened recently. There's something with, and I'm, I'm, they're trying to explain to me how this is good. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you just, you just like. How do you think this is good? Like, it's at my expense, but it's good, right? <laughs> it's good for you. <laughs> so, now you got me rolling here. Well, Kish makes an interesting comment. He says, other than their top 25, Cigar Aficionado is irrelevant in my smoking circles. Nobody reads it. It's online media like Coop Half Wheel, etc. And if considering print, Cigar Journal. I appreciate it, but the, the, the industry loves, yeah, the industry loves Aficionado. They they think it's they think the key to success is a top twenty five rating. Picky Peg, spend time with now, people that truly now, care and interact with cigar smoke. No, I know. Now there's yeah. some people I'm gonna say who have long relationships with cigar aficionado. And I would never hold that against them. Like there's people like who know like who knew the people of cigar aficionado before I was smoking cigars. So I, I understand it's it's the it's these newer guys, like I said, with the ones that I have the problem with, right? You know, like look, am I gonna get on Carlito's case or, or because he, he knows these guys forever? No, I'm not gonna do that, right? But some of these other like so I understand that some people have relationships with them and I respect that. But but some of these other ones are like, really? Um I'm gonna make an announcement here. Okay. All right, I have not announced this anywhere. So we every year smoking tobacco exclusive. <laughs> No, it's a spare note. I know, I know. I was just making a joke. Uh, Come on. Uh, okay. So for every year we have done a cigar aficionado uh, prediction show, and then every, for the last few years we have done a cigar aficionado unveiling show, where we go through the like a live reveal as they put the stuff out. Oh, I think I know about this announcement. Yeah, I have discontinued the reveal shows. There will be no more reveal shows. Um. I will keep the prediction show because we do have fun doing that. Um, and it was kind of, but, but the reveal shows no more because I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, and if you want to know why I'm not doing it, it's for the reasons I just talked about tonight, because, uh, because I can't, you know, I, I, I can't have this happen anymore. Right. Where, you know, I have to, I have to wait 48 hours to, to print a news story. I, I can't do it. So the, the, the real show is gone. It will, it's gone forever guys. Sorry, not your not your fault, but the, I've made a decision there. <clears throat> but the twenty five, the I top agree and support your decision. Show will continue. The top twenty five, we will continue that. That's a tradition. We have fun with that, and we, you know, we we try to be respectful on it. But that one, we will continue. So, but I made the other show is gone, and I have people who I've told a few people. I shouldn't say I told people in the industry they're upset. I'm like. You know, you're the ones. You're, I'll tell you that the people who've been upset are the ones giving them official. You know, they give them exclusives all the time. So, Coop, an interesting know. comment was just made. I know you can read this, but I'm gonna read it out loud. The industry may think that California is where it's at. Smokers do not hop on the cigar, uh, the dojo verse, the largest online smoking community. There is zero mention of California. California is not for us everyday smokers. Oh no, I'm sorry, not California. Cigar aficionado. Sorry, I see CA and I think California. I think it's completely. Di- I think they're completely different audiences, to be honest with you. Um, and no disrespect to the dojo audience, but when I look at the rankings on the dojo, it's 
I mean, when I see a, a shop exclusive cigar is ranked as the number one cigar in the dojo and you can't buy it anymore, I, I don't even think there's enough cigars to be floating around to that to be a number one cigar. So I, I don't get their rankings, what they're doing, but I think there's a, I think there's a very different community that the dojo community has that CA doesn't offer these people, right? Yeah, but doesn't the so rankings do, on it, dojo is that's that's done by the that's not done by dojo that they're just showing the data that their the users are posting. It's something doesn't add up with that. I mean, I mean, but isn't that what it's supposed to be? Small. I think it's based on checked in cigars, but when I see it, just doesn't. Something's wrong with those. I don't, and I haven't talked to Eric about it, but something doesn't click how they're doing that, right? Because there's, there's, there's only so many of those uber limited cigars that are out there. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I could, you know, so is it the audience? I think maybe that's geared more for a boutique audience, is what I'm saying. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. It's a, they do a great job out there. But I, I just, I haven't talked to Eric about it to kind of get an explanation, but. It was weird because I saw like, I saw. I mean, again, when I see on the Coop World shop exclusive cigars, nobody reads these articles, guys. Like, no one reads the reviews. Like, when I say nobody, I'm talking really low numbers, guys. So, I, when I see the numbers on Coop uh, versus what I'm seeing some of these cigars on Doge, I don't understand it. It doesn't compute. There's something not clicking with it, is what I'm saying. The data doesn't. I don't know. The data doesn't match up with what we're doing. I, I don't know enough about. It. I don't follow it enough to right. be able to like to like. I'm I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just I don't. I don't. I don't. I haven't seen enough myself to be like. Oh yeah, that's, I, I don't know. Right. I don't. I don't look at it. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, there, there could be. I don't know. It's very interesting. Uh, I, I like I said, you know, um, I here, here's a good, they did that. Mishu they did the asylum Meshuggah, right? Dude, how I is just, that I cigar just... ranked higher than an asylum thirteen? Is my question. I I, that's what I. Can I just pause for one second? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I just Mickey Peg is in the category with you now about beating stuff down. That like why Mickey Peg won't let go. The Ricky Bobby Award, supposedly that I gave him last year, because I gave All Saints uh, number two. He won't let that go the same way you won't shut up about Gabe Kapler. I mean, it's like why, Gabe, Mickey? Oh, I'm way, sorry. Big, I don't, what, big, like, big, annou big announcement today. Oh, Gabe here we Kapler's go. Out of the playoffs. Here we go. And, and by the way, just Matt. When Matt comments like about like ah, oh, I go. love you, like, Mickey. I know I, I love you. These, I have all these likes, and Matt has zero likes next to his comments. Is all I need to. But but by the way, what a, what a, you know, you brought up Gabe Kaplan now, so now you're gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> you know what? It's you know why? Because someone has to keep you in check and be like, oh, here we go again. Coop's <sighs> crying on his soapbox. Gabe Kaplan. <laughs> four, four, four out of five years not making the playoffs. Never won a playoff series. All right, so now that, that. So, so now that Gabe Kapler's <laughs> done for this season, uh, now we can listen about Matt Lafleur all winter. So you know it checks out. I don't really get into. <laughs> I don't really go on Matt Lafleur till the playoffs. To be honest with you, yeah, he wins games during the season. So I, you know, um, you know, I, I could tell you there's some worse coaches out there than Matt Lafleur. The co by the way, we could talk about how bad has the coaching been in the NFL this year. It's been atrocious, the coaching. 
first of all. And I'm not talking about Belichick. You're spoiled with Belichick, so I understand that, right? And in Belichick, I'm not going to – Belichick's done a, a great job. But, but, I mean, the coaching has been atrocious this year in the NFL. I um, – no, I wasn't even thinking that. The first thing that comes to my mind when you made that comment is, what's going on with Tua? I didn't people, see the game. So, uh, you people, know, that's, that, that story's not over. And I think that one person I, I read was already fired over that situation. Yeah, something, was, something wasn't something was right. Uh, Carney, I know, got some strong thoughts on it. I didn't see it, but, yeah, I mean, if the guy wasn't ready to play, he shouldn't be playing, you know. That's your franchise. That's, I mean, why would you play Russian roulette with that? Yeah. That's and dangerous. And obviously, just, it's, someone's, it's someone's – you want the guy to have live a, a, a healthy life, you know, too. It was very interesting, especially on a, on a fast turnaround. You know, you, yeah. you you know, week three Sunday to week four Thursday night, and he was already kind of questionable. I mean, maybe if it was Sunday to Sunday, are you talking right? Short turnaround between weeks. I mean, I I still wonder if there there was a head injury and they just tried to um, tried to cover it up with the back and ankle thing, being like, "That's not that bad. It's not that bad. We we can't lose him. We can't lose him." And then all of a sudden, you know, goes into that game. <sighs> oh yeah. boy! Oh yeah. boy! I don't know. Yep. I, well, I yeah, feel, I feel like there's a uh, <laughs> Mickey Peg. I'm not pissed. I love it. I know. I know. It's just funny because you keep bringing it up. The same way Coop gives up Gabe Kapler. Um, He's got more publicity out of that Ricky Bobby Award than, than probably. I any. know. I know. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of his plan. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep bringing it up. <laughs> my, my favorite thing. My favorite thing is like. How come I didn't get a 95? I got a 95 from the XYZ site. <laughs> I love getting that. You know, I get that. Does he do that to you? No, Mickey's great. Oh, okay. No, Mickey's been great with us. Um, we, uh, by the way, we 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 gave Mickey a top 25. We didn't give him number two. I mean, there were no complaints with Mickey. I'm just saying he's very happy with us. So, 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 so you're telling me I give I give him number two, and he and he's and he keeps bringing it up, and then you gave him probably like number eight, and he's like, all right. <laughs> no, we did. He was much. He was like 21 or 22, I think. He wasn't at number eight. Mickey, you're on my case. Come on, you number two. But the that's the coop. That's the the, the coop ratings. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, Dan Thompson's here. Good evening, everyone. Dan Thompson. Damn, you're late. Hour fifty-one in. You're late, Dan. Where have you been? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Mickey Pig. I seriously use it as a promo. Serious. Um. Sorry, I'm looking back on my list here. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to talk about. Kind of, they're two different things, but they're kind of related. It's more on prices and, and SKUs and stuff like that. So I'll start with, we're going to go with this one first, and we're going to lead into uh, the second one, which is, the first one is a SKU cutting, and the second one is a price increase. The price increase, mm -hmm. we're going to circle back to the conversation we briefly touched on with the Septimo thing. Uh, Drew Estate announced earlier this week they were cutting over 100 SKUs. That's a lot of SKUs. I mean, granted, they're yeah. a big company and they have a lot of stuff. So to them, it's it's probably proportionate, but still, 100 SKUs, that's a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the catalog was getting too thick. I think some stuff had to be cut. Um, you know, I think uh, Jonathan kind of talked about it on Freestyle Live. Part of it's brands that were underperforming. Other ones were brands that probably maybe didn't perform as well, but you know, they could leverage those tobaccos to for demand for other brands. Um, so I think, you know, I'll go back to the Carney. I love Carney's thing. It, it's part of doing the business. 
Um, you have to do the, the, the skew reductions. Um, there was some surprise. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, there was some surprising ones that were gone uh, from there. I mean, the, the big one obviously was Underground Sungrown. That was only a five-year-old line. Um, there was the Swamp Rat line w- was eliminated. You know, a couple of sizes of Gigas. Um, there was some acids that yeah. So I mean, it was very dis- it's disappointing as a, as a fan and um, but. I think it's also uh, I look at it as a healthy sign from Drew Estate that you know what if things are underperforming, pivot and you know they're launching some. You know we just talked about a new brand and launching the M eighty one from the Blackened, you know twenty acre farm and he said they're doing some of these other things. So um, that's true. I don't look at it as bad. I don't look at it as bad thing, uh, but it's disappointing because you know Underground Sungrown was huge. I think that there was a big push with that. It, I actually liked the cigar. I thought it was a good cigar. Um, but wait, but so I'm they really, they cut all uh, the underground sun grown? All good. Oh, I thought they only cut a couple the whole sizes. Line. They cut all of them. I don't know how they I missed that. They cut the that. whole underground sun grown. Yeah. Well, wow. If you read Cigar Coop, it was on there. <laughs> well, it was probably on my site too. I just don't remember it. Because yeah. I I it, covered it, uh, it too. Okay. No. If you, you had um, actually, Jonathan addressed that on on the Freestyle Live show as well. So La Vieja, La Vieja Habana and Underground Sungrown with the two lines completely knocked off. Now maybe they, you know, they were hinting like, hey, maybe we retool some of these and we, we tweak them and they come back. It's a possibility. They can always bring these back. Um, you know, but like I said, it's disappointing. It was disappointing. And it was, and Matt, to your point, this was a large number of screws too. It was. So it wasn't like it was like 40. But I'll tell you what, I've seen General go, I've seen General do this many times. It just it doesn't. These don't get published a lot um, because they tend discontinued SKUs. They don't send them to the media, and this wasn't sent to the media. Hmm. So I mean, I I kind of got it from a retailer. Yeah. So there's there's certain things I know that like don't go to media. They go to retailers, but you know we get our hands on them too. Yeah. No. What, I'm assuming I, that's where. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, that's where you got your. Yeah. I'm gonna say too. You know, I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna fault them for doing it. Here. I mean, I get it. It's it's part of doing business. It's you look at what sells, yeah. you look at what doesn't sell, what sells the least. Drew Estate's also done a great job of introducing a lot of new stuff in the last sure. year or two. And yeah. you know, you you have Drew a company like Drew Estate that's that big, you have that many SKUs and facings. You have to start looking like, okay, well, we can't just have like a thousand SKUs. You know, it's just it's not yeah. practical. Even even for a big company, it's like we have to focus yeah. on the ones that sell the most. So, you know, you're seeing them say now. I know there's going to be some debate on this. Well, you still can't get it, but like, you know, they've said that they're going to start trying to make more regular production of H99, uh, the Liga 10 Anniversario. They introduced Undercrown 10. You have. Um, all the freestyle live cigars that came out, and you know, yeah. it's so yeah, no. you you introduce a lot. And remember, it's not just yeah. you know one cigar; it's it's the four sizes, the five yeah. sizes in each of those. That's you know five, ten, twenty-five, thirty. You now you're adding like thirty, forty skews. Well, you have to be like, well, where do we find room for that? You know what I mean? So if there's stuff that's not selling, well, we got new stuff coming in. We got to be able yeah. to have room for that, so we have to let some stuff go and bring in some new stuff. It's normal. Yeah. It's part of doing business. It seems yeah. I mean, it seems aggressive because they're so big, but the reality is, is it, it makes a lot of sense for them. Yeah, I mean Davidoff's a good example. They've never said this, right? But if you look at Davidoff when they when they announce a new line, they usually pull something back. They try to keep their SKU numbers constant. Um, 
I, I don't want to speak for Altidus, but you know, I, Altidus is not afraid to cut scoos, and he's his general. Um, I think Drew Stay, if anything, let it get a little fat uh, over time. And, uh, you know, so I think they had to make some adjustments here. Um, and the good news is I think it's going to create some other opportunities for innovation, which is a good thing. So, um, you know, there were some interesting observations I was making on this whole thing, Matt. Like, mm-hmm. I was looking at the Herrera Esteles and, and the short Coronas and the pyramid sizes went. And that was kind of sad because I could, you know, I kind of like those sizes and those lines, but I guess they weren't selling. I mean, so there's a point where you have to take the romanticism hat off and you got to look at what's right for your business. Um, I just hate it when I see torpedoes. The torpedoes just going by the wayside these days. So I like torpedoes. I, sad. I do, and and it just you know it's sad. I don't you know I wish torpedo. Let's make torpedoes great again, you know, because they they there are some really good ones out there. But even aficionado like who always promotes torpedoes and figurados can't help some of these sometimes. Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now. So if I'm if I'm slightly quiet, it's because I'm reading the list. Um. Because I'm just looking. So, I mean, if you, all right. So, look at you look at Liga Pravada, and they cut number nine assortment sampler, Petit Corona, which the Petit Corona is, that was a fun size. Uh, the short pen and telebox. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I, I didn't see it move. I got to be honest, I didn't see it move. And I can't, I think I had that just a couple of years ago, that size. No, I agree. You're right. I don't, I, I, whenever I see number nines in a store, there always seems to be a pretty full box of those. And if and if they yeah. don't have the other sizes, they'll always have those. Leak of T fifty two had less. Skew. Uh, actually, no, it's about the same. And it was actually it was pretty much all the same stuff, in both number nine and T fifty two. LVH. Tobacco. That's La Villavana. Yep. Yep. Undercrown. Yeah. Underground Maduro, but the Bellicoso, both... the Churchill, gone. Corona. Yeah, I mean, these, a lot the of these sizes were. Maduro Tubo. Yeah, it seems to me like they cut a lot of the 10-count tube boxes, too. I never saw the Tubos really move, neither. I, I, I just didn't. But they, uh... They uh, they had a lot because there was a couple of you know there was some surprising like I said the the swamp rat and swap thing those were the KFC candelas gone, um some of the acids like the liquid the nasty you know, um so it, like I said it it was it's sad when you say goodbye to some of these brands and you just want to see this portfolio explode but you know um I think it also just showed the breadth. And depth of the Drew Estate portfolio too with this, uh, because if you look at 106, like, and they probably still it was probably there's probably over a thousand that they have. I don't know how many SKUs they have total, but they must have a, you know a lot of SKUs is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm looking at it now and it's just yeah, there they are. All the underground sungrounds are all gone. Yep. You know the interesting one is uh under the shade and the Maduro they had the Corona Pequenas. uh. Corona Pequena actually made a coupe list a few years ago. Yeah, Th- those are new sizes that were interested only a couple years ago, and they're gone. So I guess those SKUs didn't take off for them, and they they cut them pretty quick. Hoya de Nicaragua, Antonio Dark Corojo, Peligroso Box, Hoya Cabaneta. Yeah, Peligroso I mean, there was, Churchill. There was, there was a few Hoyas that, that 
Um, you know, here's the other thing I'll say is, and this is a question I didn't ask to her state. I wonder if some of this stuff will be, still be sold in the international market. That's so. true, because I don't think they specified. Yeah, I mean, they could maybe target some of these for an international market. Um, I just had this kind of weird thought, like, hey, maybe target Undercurrent Sungrown for Germany or something like that. I don't know. It, it, you know so, they could do some... 106 was the total number. It was 106 yeah. SKUs, yeah. That was the solid number. Yeah. And a lot of acids got cut, too. There was a lot of acids cut. Like I said, the a liquid, the nasty, yeah. yeah. Uh, some the blondie red, yeah. So there was a lot of acids cut. Yeah, it's a long list. It, it's a long list, but I don't think it's like they cut three quarters of that portfolio. There's a lot still out there. Mitchell. And then the other thing Drew State's going to be doing is, uh, it sounds like they're going to have like, if you smoke this. They'll make a, you know, you can move to this brand or something like that. So I think the sales teams are going to be working with retailers on that, which I think is a smart move too. Yeah, Mitchell commented, nobody wants tubos these days. Fresh packs are the new tubo. And I think yeah, there's a lot of yeah. truth to that. You're seeing a lot of fresh packs from a lot of manufacturers. I, I, I tell you what, I'm done with I'm done with tubos and coffins. I have too many mold problems with them. Nothing. If I get a tubo or a coffin, it comes out. I don't keep it in there. I, it, the, I don't get a lot of mold problems, but I'd say 75 to 80% of the time I've had a mold problem, it's with a coffin or with a tubo. So they just, I don't use them anymore. Yeah, so yeah. you're right. I mean, like, I've seen one of the things that started at the trade show in the last year, two years, a lot of people saying, oh, we have the new fresh packs. I heard that. I heard that phrase a lot. Oh, we have the new fresh packs. Yeah, the fresh packs are are great. Um, they're great. we we just did a whole show on samplers and everything. And the fresh pack, I think, is so much. It's it, what I like about fresh packs is especially when you can see in them. Um, I think they're great. I think they're great options. I think the the company has done the best. The two companies I'm seeing doing a fantastic job with their fresh packs are Perdomo <laughs> oh, and yeah. Ashton. Yeah, I think they're the two companies that have got, they they've hit the ground with them and they know what they're doing with them. Uh, Aganorsa just released one this year, so they're getting into it. You know, they had a nice one. Gurkha just Gurkha just started Gurkha. a a Revenant one, and I like what they did. They they did it. In the Connecticut, yeah. But they did it with different stuff on an existing line, so you had to buy the fresh pack. That's interesting. So the Gurkha Revenants are normally box pressed, but if you get the fresh pack, you get them in round. But you also get yeah, Connecticut's that are not available outside the fresh pack. Yeah, I think there's some great things you could do with that too. I I like that concept. We we were talking. The only, the only fresh pack I don't like are ones where consumers pick the. We, I think we talked about this. Consumers picking the blend is a bad idea. So uh, wait, you mean like like what German engineered is doing with their? Oh, I thought it was a terrible idea. Pick you're the blenders. Pick the right size for the for people to enjoy. Mm. You don't need to get input into this. I mean, I can understand why they would do it. But at the same time, I, yeah, you almost, yeah, I, you, almost you almost alienate some of your customers doing that. I, I think you do. Yeah, I, I really think you do. And then, you, then let's say a size wins, and it's like it wins by it's forty percent of the vote, and then sixty percent of people want it on another size. You've just alienated sixty percent of your people. So, mm -hmm. no, it's true. Uh, yeah. So that's what, but but otherwise we back you know keeping it to the like we did a whole by the way uh Bear and I did the whole show with Seth's guys on samplers 
And we just, like I said, we were Great all show. very high on the Fresh Pack. Thanks. Great show. Yeah, we really we dug into every type of sampler imaginable. So, um, but yeah, we I think we all were really high on the Fresh Pack concept. Um, what I like about them is they're easy. I can put them in my travel bags. Um, I sometimes I'll reuse them. You know, if they get you know, so. Usually I won't use them past ninety days, but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a great concept. Um, I like the fresh packs because, I, well, I this doesn't really apply to me per se. Um, oh, also another one, the Zeno, Zeno, they did that with they did a fresh pack with that too. Oh, I thought that I thought that was a great move what they did with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, really affordable, but that's a good cigar. That Zeno uh, Nicaragua, I don't like. I hate the packaging, but that's a good cigar for the price point. Great value. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that cigar. I, I the one of the things that I love too about fresh packs and people, especially with newer smokers, is like they'll people because people always ask me once they know about you know my involvement in cigars. It's like, oh, well, let me ask you. And they go, well, I'm trying to find... And I always tell you, I point people to a lot of those fresh packs, especially like the Perdomo ones, because they have like a full variety in them. So I'll be like, oh, yeah, go go grab like this one or that one. And it's great because you get four or five cigars, whatever it is, and you get all different kinds. And then you can get different packs based on like... I think Perdomo does a Connecticut, a Sun Grown, and a Maduro, if I remember correctly, with their fresh They pack, do that. Right? Yep, yeah, they go both horizontal and vertical. So they do that. And then they have ones with like line samples like the 20th anniversary or the uh, lot 23s so they go both horizontal and vertical with them which i really like what they're doing and then i think they have one that's all the champagne right oh yeah yeah they have like one that's like it's like five champagne toros or something just like all like one pack yeah yeah Yeah. and it's great price too it was like 30 bucks i think roughly for the ones they're great yeah you put them up at your, your counter uh people can see them right away I think uh, it's well pri- yeah. I think it's great because I'll always tell people, hey, go grab one of those fresh packs, and, yeah, and smoke through it, and you know you get a good value, good cigars, nice. You get try different things, and find out what you like. Or I tell people like, hey, you know those are great because if you get a couple of friends, you don't want to bring any like really high end or rare stuff. You want to bring something that's good, it's decent, it's not going to break the bank. Grab a fresh pack or two and bring them. You know when you go to your next you know gathering with your friends, it's it's great. Yeah, they'll stay fresh. They're easy to transport. Yeah. I mean, I think it's solid. The tubes, yeah. The tubes are not really as good. You know, the, the tube is, it's like the three-finger case. The tube's good if I'm, like, on a wedding and I want to put a cigar in my pocket or something like that, you know. It's good if you're the, smoking the, it that night. Right, yeah. If you're going to smoke it that night and you just want to easily transport it and keep it in. If my wife wants to, you know, if I ask my wife to put it in her purse, she could do it, you know. But but yeah, I don't really. Uh, I think tubos are pretty impractical, in my opinion. In most, I think, like I said, if I'm going, and you know, when like to Mitchell's point, you know, the fresh packs make it. You know, we like taking variety when we travel, right? So you could you could you could, and and the fresh packs fit in your cases much better than the nothing against the Zycar cases or the uh, cigar caddies. They're great, but the fresh packs are really easy to pack. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, they take up less room. The other thing, too, so, is – so I have a question for all of the manufacturers who are watching. I know Mickey's here. Dan Thompson's here. Um, and anyone else I, I may have missed that maybe I forgot about. But for the manufacturers who are here watching and listening to the show, um, please comment along. I'm curious. 
I, I believe in, in terms of McAuliffe and All Saints, I know they don't have them. Are there any plans? Or have you guys talked about or, or looked into maybe doing fresh packs at one point or another uh, with your brand? I'd be curious. Oh, Amendola. Amendola's here. I'm not sure which one it is, but Amendola Family Cigar Co. popped up. What's up, fellas? Um, and you know what? I'll extend the question to them as well. <laughs> you know what's interesting? That that I'm not trying to I'm not trying to hype the the, the sample show, but but it was an interesting thing that happened. Is no, so sure. Seth good show. Who, who, from Developing Palettes who came on there. He's a very experienced cigar smoker, right? I mean, I he's very experienced, right? He's a hard hardcore cigar smoker. He was starting to go into sampler packs. It was he was kind of getting into it, and he was messaging me on stuff, right? And then. You know, we were talking, you know, one thing led to another, and that's how we ended up doing a whole show on this, right? Because it was it was such a, we thought the concept was so good, and that, like, it's not just something for the, inex like, I think there's a reputation, people think it's for the novice. Like, oh, let the novice try it. And no, there's some real value in samples for every type of smoker out there. Jeffrey, what's up, buddy? Jeffrey Amendola's with us. Uh, Mickey Pegg, shooting for Father's Day. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's a great idea. Yeah, what, that is a great know, idea, especially Father's for Father's Day. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, you know, I get a lot of like, I get a lot of people who will contact me. Uh, when I say a lot, like two or three a year, like so, let's say, but, but like it, it's like typically like females who are trying to buy cigars for their husband, right? And I've never recommended a sampler pack, like, but I'm telling you, this year there's someone in, I know who's going to contact me. And I'm going to recommend the Ashton samplers. I'm definitely going to do that. Because, uh, you know, I think that's right up this person's alley. Dan, I more I more meant, like, specifically the fresh, not just any sampler, like the the, the actual fresh pack bag, um, like Perdomo has. I didn't know if maybe McAuliffe was, was looking at those. I think that would be great, especially for you guys, too. I think that would be really interesting. Um, the sample, well, by the way, since he brought it up, the sampler set that they just announced recently is a pretty interesting idea too. Yeah, we 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 talked. By the way, we talked about those types of samplers. How they're great for holiday, like like the McAuliffe sampler, right? It's a great holiday gift. Like so, it is. That's something. Like, well, you know what? What better way for the cigar smoker? Um, you know, like for example, if someone came to me and said, you know what, I'm looking for a a, a nice variety of Nicaraguan made cigars, and you know, there you go. You got the McAuliffe Collector Edition right there. Um, so I think there is a value in those nice look. Perdomo did the connoisseur collection stuff too. I remember too. Uh, a little nicer packaging. So yeah, there's a lot of. I think samples can go a variety of different ways, which is great. Jeff, the question was for the manufacturers: uh, Do you have any plans on or maybe looking into releasing a fresh pack, um, whether it's a sampler or it's just a, a pack of one line or whatever? Any of the fresh pack bags. Um, like Perdomo has, um, if if any of them had plans to maybe try to do one of those who don't have one already. Um, yeah, no, I I agree. I think the samplers are are great for that. It's a great gift. It's it's it's. I think samplers are great as a gift for an experienced smoker. I think they're fun. The way McAuliffe did it with the different size, I think that's nice. I think it's right. great for. Um, people who are getting into cigars who like the McAuliffe one. So if you're new to McAuliffe, you get that sampler. You just have like a little sampling of like, you know, 
all those cigars. And then you can kind of branch off and go from there. Be like, well, I liked that one, so let me try the, the bigger sizes in that line and see how you know I go from there. It, it, it works on so many levels. And usually yep. samplers, the price point is very good on a sampler. Yeah. So it's like you're not yeah, breaking it, it, the bank to try something either. You want to be careful with that too because I've seen sometimes you don't want to price your sampler where it's going to hurt your in single stick sales. So you got to be a little careful with that too. That's true. So to speak. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, I have seen a couple of companies do that. It's not a good idea. I mean, it's okay if you're doing a short-term promotion maybe, but yeah. Mickey Peg, in the old days, David at Georgetown Tobacco would load up at RTDA, get a good price in bulk, and use them for Christmas, New Year's Eve, Valentine's Day, and Father's Day. Today, you can include Mother's Day. That's true. A lot more women smoking yep. today. Yeah. I mean, I know Abe's getting ready to release the, the uh, advent calendars for this year. I think they're coming out, like, next month. So, and Tatawahe's I mean, is no, coming out a, this year, right? That's a, what? Tatawahe's coming out this year, right? Eh, hopefully. <laughs> We've been waiting for that one for a while. I think no, I think Pete's got plans to have that one come out. Uh, Oliva's got theirs. The Advent calendars, they're samplers, but there's a little bit of a fun act. Like we were talking about those. Those are other types of samplers too. Um, another thing about them as gifts, they're great stocking stuffers. Yep. You know, for those who celebrate Christmas, it's a great stocking stuffer. Yep. Um, yep. Small, good price point, fairly inexpensive. Fits right in there. Boom, done. Easy. Yeah, that's a great one. Yep. Yep. Um, Jeffrey from Amandola says, Chris and I are in the works with doing a one-year release five-pack sampler of something special. Hmm, nice. I look forward to that. Jay Davis, need a mm -hmm. Zycar fresh pack with three cigars and a lighter and a cutter. Head Joe Crow. <laughs> well, Skip did that. Actually, Skip Martin did something like that. Oh, he uh, did? With Crow, Mag with Crow Magnet a few years ago, yeah. It came in a uh, cigar caddy with a, I want to say a cutter. I don't know if it came with a lighter. And it came with a special size of the Chrome Magnet. Uh, he did that a few years ago. Luxury Cigar Club was yeah. selling pre-orders for the Tatawahi Advent 21 and 22 versions. Actually, I think I got an email on that. Do you, do you pre-order cigars? Very rarely. I I, I, I almost never pre-order them. It, it it's very unless it's I know very specific like, circumstances. Like like look here's an example like a Jay Davis or an Abe or I would pre-order Jeff, but I've gotten burned on a lot of pre-orders a lot. <laughs> so when my money's been held for like months. So I can't I, say I that because I don't do it that much, but I do it for yeah. very certain things. At the last, you know what? To be honest with you, I'll answer. I'll give you. I'll give you an example. Right. The last time. I pre-ordered a cigar. Was the Johnny Tobacconaut that Matt Booth did with Luxury Cigar Club, and it's only because Why? I love Matt and I love Room One Hundred One and I wanted it. Okay, because you think that cigar was gonna? I mean, cause to me, that cigar was gonna not sell out. It's like why? Why give someone the money ahead of time? I, I just that's to, how I played that. To me, again. you know why? To be honest with you, for me, it wasn't like I. It, it was just kind of like I and wanted to do injury, it. By the way, yeah. I'll do. You know why? Because I wanted it. It didn't matter to me, and I'm like, I'm gonna order it, and then I'm gonna forget about it, and then one day it's gonna show up at my door, and I'm gonna remember it. Oh wow! And it's gonna be a nice surprise for something I know I'm gonna definitely want. But that's really the last time I did it. And to be honest with you, I can't remember the last time I did it before that. 
Actually, there was one other time I did it before that, and I'm not going to say what it was, but I just remember I was like, oh, I'm going to get these because I, I missed out last year, and I'm going to do it this year. And I got them. I bought the whole box. I sold the box to a friend because I had three sticks, and I was like, eh, it wasn't worth it. And I, I sold the rest to a friend. I'm like, you want these? He's like, oh, I love those. I'm like, here, just give me like whatever the rest is. I, I don't want them because they had a little bit of value to them, and I was like, nah, take them. Those are the only two times I actually can even remember. The misses uh, chimed in here. Uh, yeah, you're not getting any in your stocking. Well, that's fine. I don't. I'll be okay. Uh, my wife refuses to buy me cigars for Christmas, on yeah. the on the grounds that she just doesn't know what to get me. Nicole so. knows what to get me. It's just for her. It's it's like she goes. It's like, why am I going to get you, you cigars know, for Christmas? Like, <laughs> you know, what Lisa said to me. She said, "Why am I going to get you a?" a um, you don't have a regular like Coraline that you smoke, right? She goes, you, you you crap on limited edition cigars all the time. So why would I get you something? Like <laughs> so so she's not wrong. I can understand this. Like that's true. That's true. Yeah, she's it, got it a point. She's she's got a point. She's got a point. I mean, I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. and, and that goes back to my point. Like the limited edition stuff, it's. I'm so down on limited edition cigars, like I would not pre-order them because most of them just underwhelm me. So that was kind of where I was going with that too. Yeah, and again, and I don't even order, and I don't even pre-order most limited. And, and there's limited editions that come out. Yeah, and I'm like, that's gonna sell. That's gonna be gone. And I'm like, I'll either get it from someone or just whatever. The only, I'll tell you, the one cigar I, I regret I didn't pre-order was the uh, Tatuai Karloff. Okay. And I ended up finally getting my hands on them, right? But but that was one that, like, probably I should have pre-ordered, right, <laughs> when I had the chance. And I didn't. I'm like, oh, I'll be able to get them, right? Because I did want to smoke that, right? So that that's one case where I, I kicked myself. All right. So I know I know that I know there's a little bit of friction between you and Alan tonight. But he brought up no, something. No, Alan's fine. Alan, he brought up something I want to ask you about because I'm not sure what he's talking about here. Lee Rothman once took pre-orders for Cuban cigars in case the embargo was ever lifted. I think it was $200, and you would get the first Cuban cigars they received. You could get your money back at any time. I think there are people that still haven't asked for their money back. Do you know about that? I didn't know about it. I didn't know about that either. No. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me either. No, but I didn't know about that. Hmm, that's interesting. I love my limited edition Coop Travel Challenge coin, Mickey Peg. Yeah, he got <laughs> one today. <laughs> my wife is super clever and never calls the tobacconist at local shops to fix cigars for me. Oh, no. she And she does call the... Oh, okay, I read that wrong. Dan Thompson. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 it's... it's Like, my wife would have... Like, she's at the point... Like, she's she just said... Well, first of all, she... She knows every cigar that comes in, right? So, because of this inventory, we do and stuff like that. But, but her point was 100%. Like, why would I get you a limited, unless you tell me what the limited edition cigar is, and then, then the element of surprise is out of there. So, so she's not wrong. I mean, but we don't, we're like, we're at the point, we honestly, we don't do Christmas gifts really anymore. Uh, occasionally we'll do something, you know, surprise the other person, but we, we try to, we, we, it's it's more about our kids right now and stuff like that charity so yeah, so, yeah we we don't yeah that's true so, yeah that's so that's nice um yeah. one of the things so the other part of we again we we tend to stray we start on the topic and we stray 
Um, yeah. But the other thing on the list, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to keep up these comments. Um, <laughs> Nicole, I'm just look, I'm just looking at Nicole's comment. Like, <laughs> um, so one of the other things that came up, so Jewish state cut skews. Davidoff had a price increase. Now Davidoff, so there was a little bit of a misconception because I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up too because someone had texted me and said, "Hey, how about that Davidoff price increase?" And I said, what about it? And it was, oh, yeah, like they're raising prices 20%. I was like, well, that's aggressive. And I actually talked to someone at Davidoff today for some clarifications. And I was told um, it ranges across the board. Um, but late hour specifically was the big one that is close to that 20% number. So not all of them were raised 20%. Uh, late hour actually went up 20% in price in the Davidoff line, but most were not that high. Um, like I was told, uh, Avo and Camacho saw a 3% or so increase. Um, but yeah, mo most of them were like 3 to 5%. Late hour alone was like a 20% increase. Um, <coughs> so I just wanted to I wanted to clarify that point because like, Coop, I know I know you had heard that rumor too or something about it because we, we talked about it before uh, the show but i i, I got I, that information I, yeah I mean, I, 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 this is why i stay rumor free but i mean from what you told me this is a a normal price increase i don't yeah. i can't comment on 20 percent. i don't know about it um but it was a, a normal you know the, the here's the problem again companies won't communicate price increases to the media and i have really tried to push back on that now um because mickey peg does Mickey Pegg does. That's Mickey, right. Mickey, Mickey Pegg's accepted. But the problem is, so when I'm reviewing your cigar, I don't have accurate pricing information. So that's the problem I have. I have to, how do I get accurate pricing? Look, there's there are two questions that a cigar reviewer gets the most on a cigar. Do you know what the two questions are? What's the price? What's the price, and where can I get it? Yep. And if you can't answer that question on the price... Or you have an incorrect, you, you have a price, and now suddenly, let's say there's a seven or eight percent increase, right? And people are looking at this now. If it's a review from like four or five years ago, I could say it's a review from four, four or five years ago. If it's one that just goes up, and then people aren't seeing the, which has happened to me, I I don't understand. Like, it, the problem is there, the, like there are media outlets that are going to report price increases as news. Um, half wheel tells I'm it. I'm more interested. They do, and yeah, and, and I've done it from do time to time. If 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 they send it to only me, for, only, only for sent it, but I yeah, I want all the price increases sent to me anyway because I want to have the accurate pricing information. I don't have to publish it, right? And if you could say to me, "Don't publish this," I won't, right? I've had this someone, I've had this conversation with someone who we know, right? And I'm like, "Can we just get the pricing access to the pricing information? Can we get the price book?" You know, every year I go to when I go to trade show. I get I get the price sheets. That's the, that's the way I've been doing it right now. But I don't know when that. Like I said, I, have to, I can't wait a year to do that stuff. So it, it's it's a problem from a media guy to like to cover this stuff, like it, because it's not about me necessarily reporting the price increase. It's about having the accurate pricing information. Jay, Jay brought this up. My favorite is when Fuente has a new cigar. Half wheel gets the MSRP, and the retailers don't. Now I don't know if that's true because I'm not a retailer, but I, I trust Jay's opinion. Uh, you know what? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Is I haven't had a lot of 
press releases with pricing from Puente. Davidoff in their press releases are notorious for not leaving pricing information out. It, it, like you have to usually chase that down. What do you think? Is do you think there's a strategy to that? Like, don't worry about the price; just get the new cigar. Or do you think it's yeah, just? I think that. Like, I think oh, don't worry about that. it. And, I just want them to come and, walk in the store and, and, and ask think, for it. And I, yep, I think there's some of that. And then I think as far as the increases go, we, we don't want we want people to know. Uh, you know, we don't want them to know that. And and a lot of times those price increases are really geared for the retailer more or less. So, and. A lot of times I can't f- – okay, here's the other thing. So let's say someone sends me a price increase. Like here are our – and what it says is here are our new prices. If I don't have the old prices to determine a percentage, um, it's not worth covering. And here's the thing. I could go – it's easy for me to go back to the company and do that. Price increases, no one reads those articles. No. Well, Alan, <laughs> I mean, if Alan, from, I, honestly, Alan just brought up a good point. He said, I don't really think price increases are considered to be, quote, news, end quote. You don't see a magazine post a story that Coke raised the price of a two-liter bottle 10 cents. A trade publication will. Maybe half will consider themselves a trade publication. So maybe in that, in that, in that respect, I can say it, right? right? But in general, he's right, yeah. No, that's a fair point. Like I yeah. said, if I got him... And it's a full press release and the whole thing. I'll post it. I'm not chasing people down for a news article on it, though. I'll chase yeah. people down if I need the information for something that I'm doing. But yeah. I'm in the same boat. And Jay Davis says, unless it's Cohiba and it's 200%. It was actually like 300%, but yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, and you can see the you can see our interview that uh, my, my Cuban correspondent, Nick Sirius, did with the Habanos folks on Coop, where he... Had, he he hits them hard on those price increases. <laughs> so they I did a lot of dancing with that. I didn't see that we one. Put, it went up on Sunday, yeah. It went up on Sunday. Uh and Nick by the way, Nick's gonna be on special edition with Bear and I on Tuesday. Oh nice. Um so in folks that don't know, Nick uh, he owns LH cigars, but he knows the Cuban market very well and he was my former co host on when I did Smooth Doors Radio. So he's a longtime friend of mine and so he's gonna be on the show Tuesday and he's gonna talk about the Cohiba Festival and the interview he did. So For Cohiba fifty five. So yeah, yeah, for Cohiba yeah. I by the way, I am and Nick got me a Cohiba fifty five. Really? So, Yes, I that's, have. One. That's literally worth its weight in gold. <laughs> yeah, I, I, guess what? I get. I, guess what? The day it comes, the day I had the oral surgery, it arrives. Like fucking heck, really? <laughs> it's okay. Just let it sit. No, I pre- appreciate. It. Yeah. So, so yeah, he. I mean, because in, what they're trying to do with Cohiba is they're, they're trying to make this like a Rob Report type brand, like Uber Luxury. I, I should say Uber Luxury. That's Jeremiah's. An ultra, an ultra, ultra premium line. So, you know, it's interesting because I remember like before that. So I think now Cuba, like there's a lot of moving parts here. So let me slow down and make sure I get all my points out the right way. First of all, it's no secret that there's been shortages industry wide. There's no, there's no secret that Cuba is a bad offender of that, obviously. Uh, And I don't have to tell anybody why. Um, So I remember from like, you know, mid 2020 to like you know the second half of this or the first half of this year um cuban cigar sales or i'm sorry inventory is very scarce there's a lot of <laughs> online retailers that will yep. ship to the u.s and all that um they had nothing nothing for a while 
Nicole went over to England in April, um, and she, you know, popped in and out of a couple places. She said there was nothing on the shelf. There was like two, yeah. know, three packs of Cohiba and some Partagas. That was it. And they had nothing. Bare bones. And then the story comes out about the price increase, right? And then Cohiba 55 gets announced. Sorry, my cord is caught on the chair. And then all of a sudden, I start looking at some of those companies who carry Cuban cigars, and they're fully stocked. And they got plenty. And now I'm seeing photos of people over in Europe or in, you know, cigar shops where, you know, half the cigar shop or more is Habanos. And I see in the background, those shelves are full of Cohiba. You see the yellow and black all over the shelf. And I think that, yeah, I think there's some shortages. But I, do, do you also think that, you know, Habanos was like, stop sending stuff out. Let them sell what they have. Let there be a scarcity. Let's increase this let's do a major price increase then we'll ship everything out and we'll fill the stores in hopes that people come running back because oh they're finally back and now they're they're so desperate to get them they'll pay the high price because i'm telling you it to me it's what it seemed like from a distance because i mean i don't go into shops that sell habanos every day but from a distance that's what i saw you muted I'm on the. Oh, Sorry about go. that. There you um, go. Yep. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I haven't gotten into a lot of stores, but yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, I have been getting reports from people going into stores and sending me pictures. So, are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, because like all of a sudden, uh, like the, from the little bit that I've seen, there's plenty of habanos now. It seems like there's more. Yeah, six months oh, ago, think, nothing. But I think they're they're deliberately trying to keep Cohiba in small like control the supply of Cohiba. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think that's, because you're not going to be able to justify those price points if you don't keep it limited. Um, I think that um, it's, do you think those prices will come down or do you think this is it? I mean, I with, think it's going to come honest. down. I think, I think, I think, I think they'll come down. But I don't, I don't it would either be that Maybe not Cohiba, but some of these other brands may come down. Cohiba and Trinidad seem to be well. In my, and I should say this too: that that high, like two hundred, three hundred percent increase, from what I understand, was specific to Trinidad and Cohiba. Other brands were increased, but I, I don't think they were increased as much. Right, and I didn't understand the Trinidad one at all. From I understand what, the Cohiba and Trinidad did. Yeah, I didn't understand Trinidad at all. I've talked to a few retailers in Europe myself. And they told me that other than Cohiba, Trinidad is the is the one that's kind of up there with it. So I think for them on a sales level, it was like, well, this is like the number two to Cohiba. So let's just put these together, and everything else we won't do as. I think Trinidad. I think they feel Trinidad is. I don't think it. No one will ever put it on par with Cohiba. I think Cohiba really stands alone. But I think that it's number two, and I think that's probably why. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if it's number two. But I mean, one could argue too. I mean, what about Romeo, Monte Cristo, Pargas, Puerto Monterey? I would put Monte Cristo brands. number two. I would put Monte Cristo number two. Um, yeah, I mean, Trinidad specific. Is, you know, you say, you know, it's funny. You say you put Monte Cristo number two. Look at Monte Cristo number two. I mean, right. I would say it's the popular of the Monte Cristo. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, Monte Cristo. I just don't. 
Trinidad just doesn't seem like it's like, you know, people aren't going to handstands for Trinidad. I mean, I'm not knocking the brand. I'm just saying this brand, like, you know, Coyote Monterey, A. Chapman's Romeo Julieta, of course, Monte Cristo. I just see other ones. So that's why I didn't understand it. You know, it's funny. So if you go to, someone mentioned this, right? And I'm going to bring this up just so I can get an accurate price. If you go to the website, I have Anna's, right? You go to Cohiba. I was looking at this the other day. Where is it? 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 All right. Cohiba Robustos, box of 25. Do you remember what they used to be? Like last year, two years ago? Couldn't tell you. Five, six hundred bucks. Box of 25 today, 1550. Yeah. For Cohiba Robustos, box of 25, 1500 bucks. Wow. Yeah, for, I mean, for we a were, Cuban cigar, it's Cohiba, but still. But Co- yeah, Cohiba. The, the, the interview with Nick was really good because they talked about like what they're trying to do with, with Cohiba as a brand. And it's very clear that they're playing, they're trying to make this like the Rolex of, of, of the cigar world. That that's they're deliberate. So I think I think there's a deliberate effort being going on with the Cohiba brand to position it that way. And you know, then it, a subline of Cohiba, the Bahike, which is another one that it's priced even higher than that. Some of the Bahike cigars are priced even higher than the standard Cohiba line. Right, and I think, yeah. And you know, if they can't make a lot of them, right? No. Why not just charge more for them? Yeah. The ones you come out with. <laughs> so, According to the professor, Monte Cristo number two is the most widely available cigar in the world. I feel like I I have heard him say that. I think he did. I think I heard him say that myself. Um, and, and, and Jose, I mean, I, if it comes from Jose, I usually. I yeah, I usually would say it's accurate, yeah. Jose. Um, you know something, Matthew? That's a really, really uh, popular cigar. Well, you know, the Monte Cristo number two, you know, you move over Europe and Asia. But, but, but you know, Carlito's, but, but Carlito's got Opus X, and I'd take an Opus X any day with that, you know, that Dominican rapper. 100%. 100%. He's <laughs> right, but, uh, but yeah. You know, Alan brings I would up. Too. By the way, I would too. Alan brings up um, Cuban Partagas D number four. That's another one that is very, very popular. I mean, Partagas D number four. I mean, everyone I know who smokes Cuban Partagas, that's what they smoke. I don't know about you, but that's, I always, when, the the people who I know who are like, I smoke Cubans, that's what I smoke. And I go, what do you smoke? And they smoke yeah, Partagas. I don't, smoke, I, don't, I don't smoke Cubans. So, like, I usually, whatever, because I don't actively buy them on the secondary market. So, um, like I said, if I'm getting it, I get it from Nick or someone like that. Yeah, same. Cause I, I, yeah. I yeah. either, I either yeah. get them direct or I don't buy them at all. Right, right. And I don't yeah. even get them that often. It's it's when I do, you know. And I go, all right, like you know. Yeah. Other than that, you know, like Nicole went to Europe. She went into a store, you know. I'm like, yeah, but like I'm not gonna get them from someone else, like unless it's someone I I know for sure. But yeah, I mean, it, but it, it, to me, it's not even worth it. Like, I'll give you an example. So Nicole and I smoked. Um, Siglo, was it Siglo 5? I think we smoked some Siglo 5s a few weeks ago. I was like, all right, we each we each had one. And I was like, same, we looked at each other, too tight. Nicole didn't even yeah, finish but, hers. Yeah, but is that any worse than what you're getting? Okay. I'm going to give you the, the problem, but I'm seeing a ton of drawer problems out of Nicaragua and the Dominican lately. Specifically so with I, any, I, are, there, are there offenders 
as brands who are worse than others or just in a general sense or yeah there's some brands that are in general i've seen a definite decrease in quality on construction across the board but you know um, what but you know what we kind of expected that with yeah, everything I that's mean, happened in the last two years i mean i haven't finalized my scoring on coop but things are down almost a point this year from last year and that's kind of that if you're getting down to a point i think a lot of that's probably due more to construction issues than anything a lot of the reviews i've read on nicaraguan cigars that scored very low from what i understand it wasn't the tobacco it was burn issues draw burn issues, issues combustion or draw yeah the whole thing that specifically is noted at the end. It would have been much higher, but the draw or the burn, combustion, it was just too, I had to, it was, I, I read, the, the phrase I see the most with those is, I had to constantly keep lighting it or I couldn't keep it lit. Yeah. Yeah. And, or it's and every burning. single time I read that, it's like 79, 82, 75. It's every single one. Oh, couldn't get it to burn. I must have relit it 15 times. No exaggeration. I don't know. You must be – if you're seeing 79-point re reviews, who, who? Because I don't I, – all I see is 96 like, and 97. Like, those, those was a couple, but I, I've seen them. And not I, just one site either. A couple of sites. Well, I mean, I saw today – I saw someone give an 88 to a cigar, and this guy's a – this guy's one of the biggest 90 scorers out there. So if you get an 88 from this guy, it's like a death sentence. Who? I'm not going to say. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm not going to say. It's not Barry, by the way. Barry? Barry's, Barry's, a, high, Barry's a high scorer. I was going to say, Barry's a higher scorer. I mean, he's a very, you're right. If yeah, Barry if gives you, you an 88, 88, you know you have a Barry problem. Gives <laughs> it's a yeah, that's what I'm saying, but it wasn't Barry. That's why, that's why I want to make that go. I mean, Barry's talking about giving a scar over a hundred point score. He was telling us, which actually I think he needs to do, because I think he's. I don't. I don't think. I don't agree with his definition of a hundred point cigar. Hundred point cigar's got to be perfect. It's got to be perfect every time. Other than Barry, how often has anyone given a hundred? I know Barry gave a hundred to Atabay and I think a Byron. Um, the other site I've seen give a hundred is this guy, the Catman. He throws hundreds out like 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 more than Barry does. Um, those are the only two. And Catman, it's ridiculous. His his hundred point. Like I read his review. I'll read the review from this guy, the Catman. And I'm not knocking the guy, but you haven't convinced me it's a hundred points cigar. You, you convinced me you like it, but you haven't convinced me why it's a hundred point cigar. And we've we've on Parliament we debated this to the cows come on because. A hundred, you can like a cigar, and then a hundred point cigar. You you gotta explain why it's a hundred point cigar. And I, and I'll say this: Barry's failed to explain that to me in his reviews as well. Like, why is this a hundred point cigar? It doesn't make sense because it's got to be perfect to be a hundred. Yeah, I mean, I know Barry's giving them out, but he doesn't give them out that often, though. Like I said, I think he's only done it like two or three times. I could be wrong. I don't. I. I. I it seemed like it was more than that, but but Barry's got a lot of high scores, right? So the problem becomes, you put like, if you give something a hundred, you you basically there's no you can't go past a hundred, 
right? So what happens if you find something that's better? That's why you, you have to say to me, it, it checks. Like, it, that's what I'm saying. It, you have to really convince me that that cigar is a 100-point cigar. That's why it's almost impo like, impossible to give it out. I, the highest score I ever gave out was a 98, and I did it once. Do you remember what the cigar was? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, a, it was a La Aurora um, Cien Anos Especial, the Maduro. Actually, you're right. I remember. I remember you saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yep. that's the high. That, that, yeah, that's the highest one I ever gave out. Has Cigar Aficionado given out a hundred before? Yeah, if you go to their Connoisseurs Corner, they've done it on some Cubans. But okay. the way they do it is, I believe they they look at a they look at a variable of time and how it's performed over time. And I think that's an important thing. If you can, if you can say something a hundred points cigar, it's got to be a hundred point cigar, not just one time throw. <laughs> and that's the other thing because. How many cigars are going to be 100 points the second time and the third time you smoke them? That's why I have another problem with 100 points. On a handmade product. On a handmade product, exactly. So when you put that 100, I think it's negative when you put that 100-point score out there. Because if the next one doesn't smoke like that, and, and I'll give you a good example. I think Spiritus was one that Barry gave 100 to, right? And a lot of people have not liked that cigar. The, the Sancti, not the Sancti, the uh, Adam Spiritus. I love that Some cigar. people love it. And, I'm not a fan of, but I love Atabay. Well, you also don't like Lancero, so there's that. I gave a Lancero. I give a Lancero cigar a year, so that's not true. It's just I know, I, but I'm just yeah. Just I just want to remind people that no, I, I I don't like <laughs> I don't like this in like this industry and this media that kind of fawns over Lanceros like they're the greatest things since sliced bread. I hate it when they do that. Oh, I'm so excited! You're creating Steve. You're creating a Lancero. Wow, this ain't you. I mean, I like Lanceros, but I don't do that. But 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 the, you've seen it. Media guys are doing this stuff. Come on, media. Actually, oh, to I be honest you... with you, as much as I love Lanceros, I've actually learned to love Lonsdale's better. Good man. That's why you're a good man because you're 100 percent right. I, Lonsdale's a better size. The I've smoked a lot more this year than I ever have. Yeah. And I found some brands, and I'm like, yeah. This is oh, better. It's a good, it, it, yeah. The little the, um, shorter, a little thicker. It's just very. It's I. I'm like, you know keep, what? This and, is better. And we were talking to Dave in the. I remember we were driving to the stores, mm -hmm. and and I had that conversation with Dave Garofalo. Like, if you could just get a, the problem with the Lancero is they have to take tobacco out a lot of times. So the, mm -hmm. the, the Lonsdale gives you a little more. It gives you just a little more, uh, you know, width to that cigar, and I think it makes a big difference. I, so if you want to enjoy it thinner, anyway, you can. There's not so I know there's a lot when we talk about Atabay. There's a lot of sizes you mentioned the Spiritus, but they don't have like a um, a Lonsdale size in that, do they? Um, or is it just the Lancero and they have a lot of sizes? So they do. That's why I'm know. like I, I'm not sure, but let me check. Uh, let me go. TwoGuysCigars.com will have it. Scar Coop has it too. They, <laughs> well, no, I just mean in terms of the retail. They carry all of it. Where the fuck is that? Oh, here it is. No, they don't. They have the Diosis, which is more like it's more like an A. It's not exactly, but it's closer to that. Then they have the Spiritus Lancero, and then after that, it's the Benditos, the Mysticos, Ritos, Duendes, Lirios, Savios, Brijos, Divinos, Idiolos, and Hechizos. Yeah, they don't the have closest, They don't have Alonzo. No, I'm looking at it too. 
Now, that is a cigar I'd like to try in a Lonsdale. A six, a six by, you know, yeah, I agree. A forty-four or a Casador size would be great. Yeah, even that, because most of the Atabay line is fifty to. It's between fifty and fifty-six. There's one fifty-eight in there. Oh my God! Right here. This, this is this is my guy right here. Hold on. Uh, Rakish. Hoya de Nicaragua Numero Uno Lonsdale Perfection. I love that cigar. I I like the Churchill better in that, but love that cigar. cigar. And to be honest with you, that's that's not the only one, but that's one of like five Lonsdales I've had this year where I was like, yeah, and I got excited and I was like, this cigar is awesome. And I and that that cigar was one of the cigars I was like, I like the way this performs in this size, and. I think back to some Lanceros that are like, you know, kind of like similar. And I'm like, I would rather smoke this over some of the Lanceros that are similar to it. I'm like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, that was mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, McAuliffe came out with the Corona Extra, which is, I mean, they don't call it a Lonsdale, but it's it, it's close to a Lonsdale. Uh, they have the Riata line, the Magdalia line. I don't. They might have another one. I know Alan and Dan are in here. They can correct me. But I know those two I've had. Those are really good. The Riata Corona Extra is another one of my favorites right now. I I got two boxes of them. They're great. I've been ripping through those. They're great cigars. And it's a great I love that size. I love that size. Yeah, no, it's a great size. I, I like that size too. I mean, I, I still I, my size still is the 5 and 5 8 by 46. That's my favorite size. Dan brings up Lons Drace too. So they did the Lons Drace um, with the Medallia Special five Edition, by, five, five by forty, and I believe that's what they're doing with the sampler too. That same size, that five by forty. Um, Dan, correct me if there's any others that I missed, but that's a great size. It, Dan, Dan knows this already. I, I've probably been through like fifty of those Medallia Special Editions already. He knows I love that size. He knows that. And we've talked about it. I love that size. And that, I mean, the blend's good, but, like, that, the whole thing, that that's a great cigar. I love that cigar. Classic size, yeah. Yeah. Great, I agree. Is that, did you review that cigar? Which one? The, um, the McDowell Special Edition with the 5x40? Um, I don't think I've reviewed that one. Now, I'll be honest, I like the medallion. I like the medallion in the bigger size. Oh, not the bigger size, the Corona size. The Corona, the Corona, the Corona Extra. The Corona. Yeah, I like the Corona. The Corona is my favorite size of that one. Yeah, the collect. Alan said the collector's edition is a five by forty. That's right. But five by forty is a great size. It is. It's a really yeah. good size. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I think it's. You know, I'm I'm really excited to try a few of those other blends because I think I'm, like, the experience of blend was is one that really I'm interested in because I think that's going to perform well in that size. Yeah, for me, I we kind of talked about this a little bit before, I think, but I've been getting more into the smaller ring gauges lately, uh, and I've just been enjoying them a lot more. I mean, for a while, I was smoking 52, 54, 56, 60. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I, I love that the, the Corona the Corona Gorda, to me, is, is a... Is a Almost an ideal size. I mean, you know what makes a good Corona Gorda is Crux. Yes. And Maduro. Yes. 
Yeah, and Crocs Sam Ventura was actually it. just on with us too. Oh yeah, I, I, you know, I think they make fantastic cigars, Crux. Uh, they have a great story, and uh, you know, I'm really impressed with what they do. The new packaging is great, and we talked a lot about that when he came on. I think what they did with their packaging is just really awesome. We, you know, what's funny? A few of us in the media when that came out, oh, you know, we kind of, I think, gonna work. It's like, and and when you we saw it in person, how sleek it was, you couldn't help but fall in love with it. Oh yeah, and I like the idea they have. They have the ten singles, and they got the two five packs. Yep, I think that's really cool, and I think it, and. Here we go. Back to the five packs and the samplers. There's another one. The Crux. There's another one. That's a that's a great one. Um, if you find a retailer or you can get it online, someone who sells Crux cigars, those five packs are awesome. Yep. That's a great deal. Um, yep. Smart move. How they do that? Yeah. The last thing I had on the list tonight was, yeah, we're getting into special edition territory. Um, yeah. Fire at William Ventura. Oh, so sad. It's um, you know, good good guys, good cigars. Um, yeah, I mean it. Uh, you know, there was something interesting about this fire, though. Most companies are very private when there's a fire, hmm. and I think they took the right approach here, and they said, "Look, we were wiped out." Like, and I've seen, I've heard of other companies who had major fires. Fuente obviously was pretty public about their fire when they had it, but you know other companies have tried to keep it quiet, and they've kind of shifted production around. But Alec Bradley had a fire this... last year, right? But and they were public, yeah, and they were public about it though. Um, and they they were that didn't totally destroy them though. Like this destroyed these factories. Oh yeah, which is which is a shame, and because you know um, William Ventura's Inter Cigar. Is the other factory they were adjacent? If you aren't from an inner cigar, they make some of the German engineered stuff, um, but they do a lot of private labels. And William Ventura, obviously one of the rising factories, uh, I thought was having a great year, by the way. And uh, you know, I know Henderson. I've met, I've talked to Weber, who's his brother, um, and I think they're a great family, making great cigars. It's just sad, and you know what's good is this is I think where the industry shows you know it's good side. I think people, how can we help? Is like I think what people want to do. So I heard they were insured, which was good news. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean a lot of brands came out. Room One Hundred and One, Caldwell, um, Adventura. Yeah, Ad- it was well, obviously brand. Adventura. Yeah, um, yeah. That's nothing was salvageable. Everything burned. Tobacco. I mean, obviously they a lost lot tobacco, of... which is they lost. They lost tobacco and they lost blotto. I, you know, that's a yeah. Um, but they lost tobacco, and on top of that, they lost. Um, you know, obviously inventory. Yeah, the um, it was it was funny too because right before that happened, I saw that Abe put out that they got another shipment in the um the ones from the Great Smoke that they did with them. Right. And right. I was like, oh, you know what? I didn't buy a box. And I was like, oh, maybe maybe I'll get one. And then the next day, the fire happened. And I was like, oh, shit, I better grab those because <laughs> there might not be a Well, I heard they got a, I heard they had just shipped a container out like the week before, which was good. So they were able to get some stuff out. Yeah. But like their aging room was in there, right? 
Like anything, yeah. they had aging that was rolled. They had tobaccos in there. Yeah, that's going to be devastating. It's yeah. just, and you know what? I wish them the best. It is unfortunate, and I wish them the best. I hope that they can really, you know, recover from it. And it's it's going to be a, it's going to be, to be honest, uh, it's going to be a long I, and difficult I, road. But well, Dan said that losing tobacco is catastrophic, and what what you can't put up. I mean, Dan could probably talk more about this, but you know, don't forget. There's a, when you have tobacco aging for years, right? It's the thing that drives your accountants crazy. Like, why are you keeping this inventory aging all this time, right? So, when you lose it, that's that's a huge loss, you know. In a lot of ways, it's, you can't replace that time that you've done with that. Start all over again. Yeah, yeah. So it's a sad thing. Um, I, you know, you you know, wish him nothing but you know. And I, you know, I I did text, well, not text. I I emailed Marcel. Mm-hmm. Noble, uh, was one of the co-owners of Aventura, and you know, he sent me a message back. Hey, we're gonna come back from this stronger, and I have no doubt they will. I mean, they're good. Marcel's a good guy. Marcel and Henderson are good guys, and uh, you know, I, you know, the other thing that affects is Freud probably too, because Freud had a lot of that production coming out of there. That's true too. They're a new company, yeah. So, uh, they have another factory, but you know, that factory I'm sure has capacity already. So, you know, if they're doing private, I'm sure. Probably private label stuff's the stuff that's gonna hurt, get hurt with this, unfortunately. Yeah, it's unfortunate and it's it's hard to see, but yeah, I, I wish yeah. them the best. And uh, but there's no doubt there's gonna be some there's gonna be a lot of follow from this too, and we're gonna we're gonna see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Market. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so uh, yeah, lucky I guess they caught that in the early morning hours. It was uh, sad news. Anyway, wow, we're getting to close to three hours. Actually, we are yeah. at three hours. It's been we're a long three show. Hours. Yep, uh, good show. It was a good show. We had a lot of good topics tonight. Uh, you know, we always tend to get off, but that's okay. I mean, that's what we do here. It's a very uh, loose format. But I think, you know, this was a big couple. You and I were talking before the show. Big couple of weeks. There's a lot of topics here, a lot of hot buttons. And I think people wanted to hear uh, our opinions on these things for sure. Uh, if we, you know, and... The interaction with the opinions, I think, are good. So we thank your audience again. We always appreciate you guys tuning in. Absolutely. Thank you guys for being here with us tonight. Thank you for watching, commenting along. Um, if you're catching us later on the downloads, thank you for listening to us. And as always, don't forget to like and subscribe. Everywhere you can get your podcast, Podbean, Apple, Google, etc. Uh, don't forget to go over to our, face, uh, our Facebook page and our YouTube channel and like and subscribe there. Um, we have Luciano coming on next week on the Smoking Tobacco Show, so we will continue that conversation with him. Yep. And there will yep. be a lot of questions that we're going to want to uh, to ask and hopefully get answered. We'll see. Yep. Um, other than that, that's it. Uh, Coop, do you have anything you want to uh, you want to add in there? Um, I think we're good. I think we covered everything. I'm going to be back for smoking. A uh, lot of reviews going to be coming on Coop in the next 30 days because technically the deadline for – Reviews for Cigar of the Year is October 31st. Uh, I might extend that 10 days uh, because I had 10 days um, down from smoking. But that's going to be the plan. Is uh, It's going to be a heavy review month on Coop right now. So there's a lot of stuff in the queue I have. So that I, I built that during the summer is when I build up my review queue. So uh, we'll do a PCA rollout. So now I got these things rolling out. That's good. And you can always go over to cigar-coop.com to read yep. those reviews. Yeah. And you can always um, head over to smokingtobacco.com as well. 
And here's a really cool thing, guys. You can always check Cigar Coop, by the way, before you tell me about a news story. <laughs> and I get, if I told you, like, like we've had, we've broken stories first, right? And people are saying, did you see this story? And I know I busted you on this a few times, Matt, but it's not really you. But, like, we broke the story. Like, we, we published it first. Yeah, he's not talking to me on this one. Um. <laughs> no, no. No, but I mean, it's, it, 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 if I told you in the last, like, there was a lot of stuff that we broke first or, or, or in the first round. And I'm like, all you guys do is go, you spent more effort going to someone else to give me their story when you could have just go cigar-coop.com. Now, if you don't see it there, then certainly tell me about it. But I'm like, it's there. I mean, give me, give me a little, give me a little credit, guys. I mean, we do try to stay on top of this stuff. The only time I've I've really done it to Coop is when just someone sends something to me, and just in real time I get excited. Well, and that's why I mean, yeah. And I go, Coop, well, did you me. did you did you see this? And he'll be like, I reported it. And I'll be like, All right, well, it's not that I didn't go check your website. It's just someone sent it to by, me, and by, I just sent it right to you. <laughs> by the way, with the exception of Loomis, the entire Coop team does it. So <laughs> tell him so. Loomis is the only guy who does check Coop first. So. Yeah, for me, it's just I I just but, I, but, I do but, things but so really fast. But it really is easy. You, in fact, you could put a favorite in there. And go to cigar-coop.com. And here's the other thing I'll tell everyone: we have an awesome search engine that you could. Uh, and I'm really proud of the search engine we have on our site. So I mean, if you are looking for something, just put that search in there. It's a fast search. It's a very accurate search, and um, you know you may be surprised. You can find stuff pretty easy there. Um, rather than wait for me to get back to you with a Facebook Messenger, so <laughs> I mean, which sometimes I don't respond to those uh, timely anymore. So, you know, I'm just saying we. I'm really proud of that search engine. That's why we put a lot into that one. So. Oh yeah, no, I mean it definitely helps. I can I can speak to that myself. Yeah, um, yep. yep. We have we so, have we have a pretty good one as well. Yep. It's it's you're probably using of... the same you're probably using the same plugins. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not like we invented it. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they're really good. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's going to do it, guys. Um, thanks for being here with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.